Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of High on Homegrown. Monkey, you want to say hi? Hey, guys, this is Monkey from the southern U.S. Good evening, everyone. We have a good show for you. Look at that. No mistakes, man. Progression. Hey, it's nice. Good job. Zian, what's up, man? You want to say hi? (laughs) Evening, everybody. Uh, Zombie Nation from Percy's uh, UK. Yeah. Afternoon. GB. (laughs) Good evening, everybody, from the glorious Emerald Oil. Although it's pissing rain today. (laughs) And TG. Oh, yeah. It's Temple Grower here all the way up from... Thankfully, sunny again, Saskatchewan, Canada. How's it going, everybody? In the chat, everybody, thank you for joining us. E, Fish, what's going on, man? Zombie Nation, you're also on the panel, but hello anyway. UK Ziff 420, uh, CG. Hello again, Bob, Twisted, I saw you in there as well, mate. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you've shared and tried to get as many people into the show as possible, which is how we make it grow, is by the community sharing the show. What's up, Josh? Black Ops, what's up? So, this week, we, we should move straight on to the news section. Are we all ready? So, TG, we've got you down first this week, mate. What's going on in your part of the world? Oh, yeah. No, I was just reading around, and uh, here in Canada, you know, everybody's thinks it's all legal and, and stuff, so. But interestingly, well, maybe not so interestingly, we, we had another big bust uh, this past week, 5,000 illegal cannabis plants in Northern Ontario uh, were seized by the Ontario police. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting that, you know, we do have our legal legalization here and stuff, but being that, like we've talked about it in the past episodes and stuff, and the regulations, they make it pretty easy for the black market, obviously here to, uh, to continue to proliferate. Actually, just back in July, there was an even bigger bust they uh they pulled down 17,200 pot plants at a uh at a place it was St. Catharines Ontario oh, so yeah it was oh, right out. in the city this one was i mean so yeah the black market is so that was indoors yeah. then that was an indoor yeah. wow so the pictures actually look amazing yeah very very well organized a hell of a grow, isn't it? but uh <laughs> or, or as the police over here would say um very much a sophisticated setup yeah i mean <laughs> just goes to show that uh the black market is still kind of going strong, even in uh, the legalized areas. So, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Well, if you can't do it with the legalized stuff, it's, it's, it's yeah. what it's all about. I mean, it. People want what people they don't want. People don't want to pay $20 you know, dollars a gram for stuff that they can get from their guy that they've been always getting it for much less. And it's still, you know, much better quality usually oh, and all now. these things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There must have been a lot of gear being taken down with a crop that size as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine, imagine how many. Just imagine the equipment cost in that. My goodness. Mm, yeah. The lights the alone. The cost. Yeah. Just the lights alone. My goodness. I don't know how you hide that, really. But, I mean, I guess they've been doing it for years and years. So, right, so uh, let's move on. GB, you've got news for us too, right? I do have some news. It's, it's some shitty news for my fellow fucking smokers in Kildare and Dublin. Unfortunately, I can't give out too much because, as you can see on the splash, this is the glorious little pooch. His name... <laughs> Yeah, his name is, where are we going? His name is Bailey. Um, he sniffed out, guys, 34 grand's worth of weed that was labelled Star Wars toys. Oh, man. 
34 grams. I know, how could you look at him? He's just so cute. He's still a good dog. He's still a good dog. Yeah, although, although he took the fucking weed off us, man. You know, but yeah, seriously, he, uh, he is yeah. a kind of a cute little boy. But yeah, and yeah. seriously, lads, in Kildare and in Dublin, I know myself personally, there is serious droughts. Serious droughts. Mm-hmm. So and it just ah oh, and that's what I'm listening when I hear people saying to giving out like I, I was ragging off one of the guys shroomy, he was saying that he paid like twenty twenty pound for this like tiny bit of weed in a bag. I was like, yeah, why are you giving out? That's that's normal over here, man. <laughs> Oh. Maybe after that bust and, and this bust. <laughs> Point 0.1 of a gram for 50 or out. Well, like, you, you don't know how lucky you have it in everywhere around the world. Nah. <laughs> Either yeah, way, so that, that is my news for from Ireland. It's the, there was seizures again. Um, we, had a, we had like four or five this week, but this was the one that took my attention because... Bailey is such a handsome dog, and he was—he's only a new guy on on the scene. Yeah, he looks a new guy as well. Yeah, he's yeah. only a new pup that's only after starting, so it was a big, big oh, thing for him, you know. It's tough. So Poor dog. good, good boy, <laughs> but bold boy. Yeah, So monkey. No, CN, CN, you're next. I'll go on then. Um, uh, this is kind of TV related as it goes, and. Uh, the, the legalization and the, the, the discovery of the fact that it is actually there by all these people who didn't realize it was not an actual drug. Um, it seems that Big Mike from Advanced Nutrients um, has uh, done a, a TV related reality show based on a competition called The Next Marijuana Millionaire. And it was on last night. No way. What, in the UK? Way. Not in the UK. Right. I think it's America only, but it will be all over those streaming channels and stuff. Right. Um, Interesting. So it's, it's like a, a bunch of um, uh, marijuana entrepreneurs on the show, and they compete. Like I suppose it's like, um, I don't know, whatever whatever reality show. Uh, they, they compete to win. He's given a million pounds or a million dollars. Uh, they get on with their stuff. But kind of like the uh, apprentice with weeds, sort of yeah, thing, yeah, 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 kind of like that. There's another one too, and I was quite surprised by this one. Um, Discovery Channel <laughs> have decided that they've got to do one too called <laughs> Growing with Belushi, as in James Belushi. Oh, right, okay. Right. Um, uh, he's got uh, his own business, as as most American superstars these days have got a marijuana business for some reason. Um, and his is on on the 19th, so yeah. Keep an eye out for them too. Might be interesting. I, it would be. James, are, his, his Twitter is very interesting. He's posting pictures of crazy big fields and yeah. Belushi Blues Brothers yeah, yeah. joints and stuff. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I quite like James Belushi as a guy. He's always made me laugh. Yeah, me too. So how'd you get involved yeah. in that TV show then? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the next marijuana millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark. You get joined, mate. You'll, be, you'll kill it. It'll be done. <laughs> be over with. Only if somebody pisses me off, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, you, you you sat next to five other people. One of them was guaranteed to piss you off. You know. <laughs> Monkey, what are you saying, man? You got some news for us this week. Yeah, since we're doing an episode on Locked Up Abroad, uh, since I live in the, the southern U.S., this found an article that's kind of close to home, you know, within, within a state or two. Uh, a man in Louisiana was sentenced to life in prison for selling one joint that weighed 0.69 grams of weed. He was convicted wow. in 2008, and in June 
2012, his sentence was re, uh, how, did, how did they put it, renegotiated by the judge to life imprisonment. And his, oh my his, gosh. Yeah, and his attorney didn't even appeal it. He was sentenced to life in prison. And he's been in prison ever since. Uh, and is it three selling, strikes or something? It was, well, it's kind of sort of like that. You have to kind of look at the man's life. He's, he's an army veteran. And before he was in the army and until the time he was discharged from the army, he was never in trouble with the law. When he got out of the army, he had crimes that included simple robbery, simple burglary, theft, under $500, and drug offenses. So it was really, yes, he was a habitual offender of lesser violent crimes. But that's why he was sentenced, is because, yes, three strikes yeah. and you got a joint, you go to prison forever. And I think that's just crazy, man. The, 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 they said that the, the sale was less than $30 worth, worth of marijuana, and it put him wow. in jail for the rest mm -hmm. of his life. So finally, wow. finally, his, his sentence has been appealed and has now been commuted to the time served. And he's been moved to a nine-year sentence. He's already been in prison for 10 years. But let's make it a little bit more, you know, just one more slap in the face. They, yeah. uh, last night I saw in an article that he won't be released for another three weeks because they have to process more paperwork. No way. It is. I mean, so I mean, this just goes to show you, you don't have to be overseas in an exotic place. You just have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and you can yeah. get in a lot of trouble. And it's just, it's not consistent. In my opinion, the crime does not mm. finish, fit the punishment in this case. No, no when they send people away for rape for like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. So he goes just, away forever for selling one joint. Yeah, and that's nothing. I'm just thinking about like this this scum walking the streets that it's have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred previous convictions, <laughs> and you see them walking out of court mm -hmm. with a slap on the wrist, and they're giving you the fingers and everything. Now, oh man, that is so fucked up. Being here, here in my local city, we just had a. Uh, a guy that was convicted of assaulting and uh, basically raping underage girls. He's a pedophile, right? right. And he was yeah. put away for five years. Yeah. Um, if I were caught selling the same underage girls one joint, yeah, you'd be. Dead. I would go you'd to. <laughs> I'd go to prison for a minimum of seven years. If not transferred to some state with the electric chair, mate. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> yeah. just, well, just doesn't make sense. It no, does it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. The drug laws were used for a long time just as an extra tool to put people away when they felt like it. It was one more yeah. convenience for the law enforcement. Yeah. Um, some of them sure. deserved it. Most people did not. Like, oh, I mean, it's, it never, is crazy. Never deserve it for marijuana. No, I, no, I would no. think not. That but that, that's, that's what finally put this gentleman away. Now, I will say, and uh, because this is part of, the, part of the conversation in America, that this was a black man that was convicted that way. And for a very long yeah, yeah. time in the southern U.S., the laws were used to control people. And unfortunately, yeah. it was people of color they were trying to control. So I think part of this whole movement that's going in America, going on in America had a little bit to do with getting this man, at least the sentence commuted, and he will be out before the end of the year. Crazy that's stuff, crazy. man, crazy stuff. Yeah, man. But locked up abroad, yeah. think about it, locked up at home. Yeah, that's it. You can be locked up at home just for the same shit, just a small amount of weed, the couple was in a bad mood. Yeah. You got previous, and this is in America yeah. where everybody thinks it's you know it's easy to to deal with it. Not our, we still got problems, people. We, we this fight is yeah. not over yet. The fight is far it's from over. Right. Oh no, we're yeah, gonna no. make this work. Yes, one day, one day. Yeah, we'll get there. But at least he's got his sentence reduced, man. Yeah, at least yeah. he's got that. You know, 
But yeah, still having day, man, years taken from your life. Nine years. Well, I mean, he did say one thing in, in his interview that he intends to move to Kentucky immediately after leaving prison. So <laughs> I think he's had it done with Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, some forum news. Uh, Monkey, you won plant of the month. I did. Again, you know, I, you know it's like every time you're announcing something, it's like monkey one, monkey one. Can we stop this, please? <laughs> Congratulations. We, we can't help how people place, vote. Man. Well, the good thing about this yeah. is there's no prize involved. So, I mean, at least I'm not taking prizes from the forum. This will pass on to the next guy. I think we do have uh, some prize up probably for the next competition now. Yeah, we've got a, a what the fuck was that winner as well? Robert Urban. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, very he cool. guessed last week's right. We won't say what it is yet. We'll wait until we get to that, that section. Yeah. But we're going to have some prizes on the way to him. We've got uh, do, do, doing the right starting. thing. Yeah, we did. He guessed it in the chat and he came to the website and guessed it, which is how he won. Yes. That's oh, how it has man. to be done. Just a little bit of advice <laughs> in the chat. You might want to keep it to yourself because anybody can enter that guess. That's yeah, true. Man. Yeah, you know. Somebody Quickly. make your answer. And Sign up now <laughs> just in <laughs> case. You, you guess that sound right, then it's pow. You posted in 20 seconds maximum. That's Locked it. In, posted. <laughs> I know what the answer is. Done. So, and we've also, this week, we're going to be starting something called the unconventional container grow off. Yeah. We're going to just oh, yeah. pop a seed in any container you like, as long as it's not supposed to hold plants. You know, well, if, they <laughs> wanna, if they want to plant it in that too, if they think that's unconventional, but the challenge is unconventional. So if you think you can get votes growing it in a flower pot, go for it. But, you know, the chances are it's going to be a I'm weird I'm thinking one. more like grow it in a shoe. See uh, how well you can do in a shoe. Yeah. Your... I was thinking more <laughs> of my work boots as it goes. Well, it doesn't need fertilizer in there. Maybe your wife's got a hand down there. in one of those strawberry things yeah, you, you know, can get. Whatever have... you can think of, that's absolutely stupid and you shouldn't do it. That's what we're looking for. Exactly. Or next door neighbor's car. <laughs> <laughs> I so... have already ordered my unconventional grow wear. Well, you kind of hinted that, that you, I started a thread in a micro and you asked if that was going to be my unconventional. And I have to tell you, no, I've got something a little bit more off the wall for that one. But even okay. that one there, dude, that's a serious grow. You're doing it in a, like a little 60 mil bottle. That's cool, dude. Well, it's, a, it's an experiment. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying it in a 60 mil bottle. Am I going to grow Aww. it? I don't know. I, I'm really, I'm curious whether or not the roots are going to expand to the point where it breaks the bottle. So we'll have to find yeah, out. You're a glutton for punishment, you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you might say that at this point. But it, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling when I'm, I'm laughing at myself because, you know, I like this. It's fun. I tried it. My last one, I tried it in a, in a, a standard cup we did in Mug Grow, and a, I tried it in a standard cup, mm -hmm. and I totally forgot all about it because it was in the back of my tent and I nearly killed it. And you forget about the plants at the front of your tent. Oh, right? listen, I, I forget about loads of stuff. Yeah. I've got too many things going on. It's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, well, we started a micro grow diary thread over at Percy's, and it seems like it's going to catch on. We have a lot of people yeah, interested yeah, in how to grow weed in small, small containers. Yeah, anything a liter or less. Yeah, we were talking about it before the podcast, and if you if you look at it correctly, you can at least match, probably exceed the yield. I mean, it's it's like a mini sea of green. Yeah, root rot might be an issue. There's loads of things that are an issue when you're growing in small containers. Oh, yeah, root but, rot know. was an issue for me, but, I, but yeah. I solved that by increasing fertigation rates. So, I mean, yeah, you have to ta tackle a lot of little small things. But it makes you a better grower. If you can grow in that, you can grow in anything. Oh, yeah. 
but anyway, yeah, we're going to have this unconventional grow. That doesn't mean it has to be in a micro container. You could, you may want to try a suitcase, you know, uh, <laughs> or anything. An old, maybe you have an old artillery shell you want to grow in, or I don't know. Uh, no, an old arcade cool. machine. Maybe an engine mm -hmm. block, uh, something, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Like zombies idea of your neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very you like your neighbor or not. My neighbor's swimming pool. Yeah, yeah so uh, we should move on. Famous stoners. GB, who have we got this week? Now we actually have somebody pretty cool this week. Um, it's somebody that most people wouldn't think would be a stoner. It is, as you see on the splash screen itself, it is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No, no, you know, he is a real person, right? And he didn't smoke. <laughs> we, 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 we know it is Sir Patrick Stewart. But yeah. We yeah. will always remember him as Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Right. I, I, sh I shall always remember him as that bloke that came after James Shatner. Oh, William Shatner. William even. Shatner. Yeah. Oh, James Kirk. Sorry. That's, that's your fault, that is. Confusing me with characters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we do know he is most notably played for um, Captain Picard. But his, his other roles has been like Professor X in The X-Men. He played King Claudius in Macbeth on the stage. That was quite good. Yeah, um, he's got a pretty cool... He also narrated Ted. Wasn't he in Robin Hood Men in Tights? Uh, he was. Uh, he's been in yeah. so much. Like this, this. He was King Richard, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good movie. Oh, that's a brilliant movie. A brilliant <laughs> anyway, movie. But yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. he's getting on as well, lads. Like, you wouldn't think it, but the man is 80. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it just goes to show, look at the likes of him. Look at Tommy Chong. The two men still have sparkle in their eyes. They're still yeah. full of life. What's Willie that? Nelson. That, Willie, you know, all the big players, they all seem to be smoking the weed, man, or taking cannabis yeah. in some some sort. Um, El Patrick here, he takes it um, in a spray form on his hands and his wrists because he suffers horrendously with rheumatoid arthritis. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hmm. And even to the fact that like he, he contemplated um, giving up his career and everything because of it. Yeah. He, he wasn't able to move his hands. It was just agony. And his doctor in LA recommended a cannabis spray for his, for his hands. And it just changed. It changed his entire life. And he was big, big as... TG was or not TG, um, Zombie was only saying to me he was a big he was a big big no no for cannabis before he actually realised the, the powerful effects that it has and now he's he screams from the rooftops about it he's he's supporting a study in Oxford University about the the benefits of it and he's hoping it's going to to make a big change in the UK yeah I'm trying to get myself on that study in Oxford as well. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I haven't heard of that study. I've sent him emails. <laughs> wonder if he, when his doctor suggested it, he's like, eh, make it so. <laughs> really yeah. engage. Yeah. Engage, yeah. yes. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Northern Thunderfuck, engage. I, I'm raging because I had put this great little clip together of the lads, like as if they were debating to have a spliff on on the bridge and then Picard telling number one to make it so number one. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then like El Wesley Crusher standing up to object and McCard slapping him down and telling him to shut up and everything. It was actually really cool, but it didn't work on Zoom. So I'm sorry, people. Oh, okay, we've we we got a good description you know. on the pre-show, so we we know, yeah. we understood it. <laughs> and I hope you've got a bit of an idea of what it was like that. I will try put it together and put it onto drop it on the podcast thread, it, into the podcast thread on percy'sgrowroom.com. So it is. So that is that is pretty much it um, about Picard, because hmm. he is. Um, He's just a legend, the man himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he's, he smokes weed and he sprays weed on his body, he is just an even bigger legend now in my eyes. So, yeah. Excellent big stuff. up to big up Captain Picard. Joshua was saying that I don't know how true this is, but I saw on Facebook that one of Boris Johnson's advisors is supporting the legislation of cannabis. Yes. He's got one. He's got a, a, a little crew of advisors in to advise him on the current situation of legislation on cannabis. Yeah, and uh, it does turn out to, that one of them is a smoker. <laughs> Good thing. At least he's. Well, yeah, it. you. I, I can't see how you can have like well, advisors advising somebody the right on something if they go shit all about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, like anything in pol- well, in politics, most things in politics. Yeah. The way she goes. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we That's will good. be having very a, promising. Hopefully we'll be having a citizens assembly very soon of a hundred. Oh, I think it's a hundred people, and it's debate the the merits of legalization or decriminalization of cannabis and other drugs in Ireland. Um, so hopefully, hopefully there is going to be change coming sooner than sooner than later. But if it's going to be good change or bad change, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't want to follow the the model like what they have in Canada. I know it's legal, but it can be fucking shit expensive, and it can make it so much more dangerous for home growers. From mm-hmm. what I hear, is that right, TG? Uh, in Manitoba, they banned home grow altogether. Mm-hmm. The only place you can get your cannabis legally is from the government stores. So that, and I mean, depending on what they have in stock. Like my experience with with uh, legal quote unquote cannabis thus far is. You know, for for the price that you you're used to paying here in Canada, you you get something that's about ten percent of the quality. Right. It just doesn't compare. So, Jeez. it's a monopoly, is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, all the the laws that come with, uh, like in BC, for example, if you're growing four plants, they're not allowed to be in public view. Like if if you have a fence, they, it has to be, you know, behind the fence well enough that nobody could ever see it, even though, like. It's just arbitrary shit, basically. Well, you yeah. that anyway. Yeah. You don't want anybody seeing your plan. Yes. Well, no, I mean, you take the, the necessary precautions, but at the same time, you shouldn't be penalized if someone looks through the fence and sees your weed plan, right? I've got to agree with you there. They I agree, too. It wasn't uh, in your front yard. It was in your, you know, if they're looking through a fence, yeah, no. you know, that's their problem. In, in Saskatchewan, I can grow on my own property wherever I feel like, right in the front yard if I wanted to. It was just, that would definitely get stolen, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, I won't get arrested for it, like in some other places here. Doesn't it just mm-hmm. kind of think about it? Though? You do all that work, and somebody's going to come take your your pride and joy out of your front yard. That's just that's yeah. just not right. No, I, yeah. I know it happens all the time, I but plant, just thinking about that, that's just wrong. I plant males. That's why you can take all the males you want, you bastards. Plant <laughs> 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 all the males in the front yard. Just let them be. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of males anyway. and females. We should move on to the grow guide mm-hmm. section because that's what we're going to be discussing today. Well, part of. Mm-hmm. 
So this week we're going to be discussing the life cycle of a cannabis plant. So from seed to harvest and whether you're growing outdoors or indoors, it's pretty much the same thing, but you're going to be more relying on the seasons if you're outdoors rather than controlling the light cycle. So, and, and also we're going to tell you the difference between the auto flowering cannabis plant and a photo period cannabis plant outdoors as well, just to make sure that that's all clear. For those of you that don't know who haven't germinated a cannabis seed before, you'd usually get them wet and within 24 hours they'd open up and 24 hours after that you should see a small white root coming out from the seed and that's the tap root now this can be done in paper towels some people like to put it in moist paper towels to keep it wet enough until the tap root comes out and then plant it but others will just take the seed after it's been wet for a while to soften the shell and then plant that straight into the medium and the tap root will grow out and grow into the soil or the cocoa mm-hmm. or whatever medium you're using one thing that you said right there was was key and that is moist or damp paper towel mm-hmm. not wet and that's yeah, where not so and not too warm as well a lot of people yeah. have noticed if you use like um if it's summertime and you use a heated propagator that's probably going to be too hot for the seeds and you could yeah. kill them just standard room temperature is usually fine yeah i usually take the paper towel i'll wet it and then I'll, I'll put it in my hand and then make a you know mild fist with it but wring most of the water out and then open it up it should be like a damp sponge but not a wet sponge and because yeah. if you have too much water, the seed's going to drown. There's no air inside of the paper towel and mm-hmm. the, the seed's going to need air. As soon as that root pops out, if you drown that root, your seed will die. So just barely damp, put it in a, in a plastic bag and close the bag if that's the method you choose to use. Right. So then, we have the question there in chat. I have a question right away for life cycle. From what point do you start counting weeks? So. I usually wait until the true leaves start to show. The taproot will go down, and after a few days, you'll have a shoot come above the medium, a little green plant, and it'll have two round leaves on it. You have to wait until another couple of leaves grow above that, and they'll have the serrated edges, and they're the, the true cannabis leaves coming through. That's where I start to count when the plant is actually started and ready to go. That's where you start your your veds, your veds stages well, from that point, is it? I don't know. I like to wait a little bit longer before I call it veg until the leaves actually start coming out. It's still like yeah. germination until you get a, until it's got a decent root base, I think. Seedling, I would call it. Germination, you get mm-hmm. the seed open. And then, yeah, the seedling stage, in my opinion, is um, like for the first three-ish weeks, usually, the, you get growth, but it's not like super, super fast growth, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's kind of just getting its root root system set um, while growing, you know, it only has two leaves and the cotyledons to really photosynthesize. So that's not a lot of solar panel activity, mm-hmm. yeah. so to speak yet. But um, yeah, in my opinion, I think that after germination, which is a, a short period, that's, you know, like we said, just getting the taff root out. The seedling stage, uh, quote unquote, lasts for that three weeks. And then you get into the veg when you really start like yeah. seeing some crazy fast growth and you can really start manipulating and training and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, my thought, anyway. yeah, I'd go for seedling stage for about a week and then just like early veg from there. I'll start it straight away. That's, that's it's green out the top of my medium. That's it. Started but, week one. But, you know, you make a good point about the root system. You know, when the, it's all about the, the formation of the root system in them early mm-hmm. stages. You won't see a lot of plant growth. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, ability for the plant to absorb the nutrients yet. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. But, uh, yeah, once those roots get out there, then... <laughs> it's kind of hard to stop them growing sometimes. And then would you would you start in 
a in your final pot or would you go into say start in a one liter then when you're going into your veg transplant into a bigger pot say into a into a 10 liter or something and then when you're going into flour would you trans it depends on what medium you're going to go in if you're going to grow in like living soil a super soil where the microbes in the soil are going to make a difference then you want to start off in the final pot so they can do their thing from the beginning i think but if you're growing in like cocoa or standard soil then just plant the uh, transplant them as they get bigger start off in a small one right. when the seedling early veg then for late veg give them a nice decent sized pot so they can get good roots then transplant them into the final pot a couple of weeks before flower make sure it's a big pot and then it's got a couple of weeks to settle in get over any stress from the transplant and then it's got a little bit more space to put them roots out when it goes into the early flower that's the best way in my opinion but there's loads of different ways to do it of course and if you're growing in dwc and shit like that then you're just gonna have one big reservoir where the roots are gonna live anyway so you won't change the root size it depends too though like for autoflowers for example i i never put I never transplant autoflowers just because they're they don't tend to like to be transplanted very much. Um, so I always run autos if I if I do run autos in the final pot. Whereas with photos, I'll start them in a small, you know, three and a half inch or six inch pot, and then and I'll transplant them just one section because I I finish in three gallon pots, so I'll go from the small pot to the final pot. But if it's an auto, then I just put it right in the final pot. Hmm. Oh, I do so I do I, the same. I used to start my autos off in their final pot. But now mm -hmm. I'll transplant them and like like I would do a, a photo period plant, and I see no difference. Well, they do I just fine. definitely do the transplant, and I definitely do see a difference because I don't know. I found out with the autos that they seem to once you get the plant to where it's almost root bound in it, its pot, you'll get a little burst of upward growth, and then when you move it up the next pot, you, you know you got a little bit more canopy, and then the roots will expand again, and I, I get a more accelerated growth by re up potting those autos so i'm usually about three times repotting them and then but again i break every rule with autos i, I do three times topping three times repotting um but it works i, mean, oh, I treat them i treat them like a cannabis plant mate it's pretty much i don't really apply any rules to them i train them i do just i would do to them as mm -hmm. i would do a photo period of cannabis plant but when it starts yeah. to flower i stop doing shit but mm -hmm. since we're talking yeah, that's been my logic just because i don't want to mess with you know yeah. the flowering period and they do flower pretty early right comparatively so yeah but what i found with the with the uh, autoflowers though since we're talking about early veg that's when you really have to get those things kicked in if you want to yield from the, from the autos you got to get mm -hmm. that early growth yeah. cranking you got to get the metabolism on the plant going and the best way to do that is mm -hmm. you, you've got to get that canopy up i've had autos that were tiny for like three weeks uh, mm -hmm. you know it looked like they were being grown in a mug it was tiny mm. and they just explode with growth over a couple of weeks before they yes. begin to flower and they end up genetics. huge yeah genetics Crazy. you're right though monkey with the with super soil that i run it does take a little bit longer for them to get going and because yeah. you have a, a set amount of time for them mm -hmm. to grow before they start flowering then you can run into issues with them not maybe getting as big as they might have right but then again like this last auto run that i ran i had a barney's farm uh sweet tooth in there and i got i pulled five ounces off of that thing it's an auto in a you can't complain a, about that uh, at all five ounces mm -hmm. off an auto yeah. heck that's it, was, it i'm happy with three to four, four off feet tall yeah three or four right. is good it, it was the biggest plant that i'd ever grown actually um i was kind of pissed off because it was so tall and it fucked up the rest of my growth but um <laughs> you know at least you had that worked out yeah but no it, it genetics are important too yeah. like you say so. you see so during these early stages of, of growth this is when um the days are longer 
this is when the vegetated period of if there was living outdoors the days would be longer it'd be early spring heading into summertime mm-hmm. so you're gonna mimic that if you're growing indoors by having your lights on 18 hours a day or more some growers pick 20 hours some will pick tw- having the lights on all day with no dark period or which you can do but most growers will use 18 hours of light on with six hours darkness during the vegetative period of the plant. Now that's only for photo period plants because when you want the plants to flower, that's when you'll change the lights down to 12 hours light and 12 hours darkness. But for auto flowering cannabis plants, you don't need to adjust the light cycle. They'll carry on flowering even under 18 six. So, and that's the same when they grow outdoors as well. They just auto flower by themselves rather than waiting for the seasons to change. It's amazing the way it works, isn't it? The way they were able to like modify the plants to just do it itself. Oh, yeah, with the whole breeding of the Ruderalis. Yeah. yeah, it's quality, man. Because mm. I remember when autos first came out and they were shit, mate. They were dire. Yeah. They this is why a lot of people don't have faith in them now. Like, oh, oh no, shit, not yeah. But you come back to autos now, like TG said, he got fucking five ounce, man. Off an auto. What was it? Twelve weeks? You take you? Uh, hundred and seven days, I think. Whatever that is. About thirteen weeks. Yeah. Maybe fourteen, but still, that's good. But I mean, yeah, crazy. You know, four of them, and you're happy, and you're one meter ten under eighteen six. Happy days, man. That'll cover you till the next one's done. Three to five ounces, yeah. If you if you grow. That's that's my experience with most most autos, to be quite honest. You know, two and a half to up to five ounces, I guess, with this last. So mm-hmm. there, there's nothing wrong with autos at all no. in the modern day. No, not at all. So we get past this uh, young, early vegetative stage, where, where are we going in the growth cycle next? Well, then you'll go to the later stages of veg because a plant has to reach maturity before it can be flowered. So for you can get a clone or a cutting off a plant that's already reached maturity. You can plant it and you'll flower it straight away. It'll be fine. But a plant from seed needs to be like four or five weeks old before it reaches a stage where it will flower. And uh, you can tell if the plant is ready because on the stems, the leaves will start growing offset rather than directly next to each other. It's hard to explain in words, but if you go to Persis, there's plenty of pictures that can explain it to you. Mm -hmm. But once it reaches that stage, then you want to be either waiting. It depends on how long you want to veg it out for, how big of a space you want to fill. But eventually, you want to be changing the lights to 12-12, or it will begin flowering by itself. Right. And during that vegetative growth is when we need to be doing most of our training and getting that canopy That's right. ready for those lights. Get it nice mm-hmm. and flat, get it nice and even, plenty of top buds by topping it however many times we want to. Yeah. Especially especially growing indoors. You know, you want to try and control the height of plants. Topping it is always a good option with some training. You know, right. But outdoors, Sing. you can just lay, do its thing man, and grow into a monster bush because it gets plenty of light. Yeah, we've got we've got Cola Cody over on the on the farm. He is growing some beasts. Yeah, they're about crazy. nine footers right now. It looks yeah, like. yeah, they are fucking <laughs> monsters. And I I am doing a personal grow off competition with Cody because we're we we both had um, plants that popped on four twenty. So we're we're doing a small little personal growth to see who gets the better yield, and I'm fucking regretting doing it now because I'm looking at yeah, the size man. of his monster, and it's just and like, he's regretting it. Um, he wasn't ready for plants that big. He's no. <laughs> wait till they start flowering. That whole neighborhood they just, just started. Be... Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're gonna be. Gone. He's gonna have a lot of people be having queues down the street. Uh-huh. 
Everybody's standing up front of the house with um, machetes ready for Cody. You going to work yet? (laughs) (laughs) I told him I'd send the squirrel army to keep guard of it. Uh, Yeah, Kentucky Fried there asks, is there any average time from seed to maturity? Uh, For the sexual maturity, when you can flower it, it's about four or five weeks. But like maturity, I just want to harvest it. Touch on that. Yeah, sure, man. Um, With my micro grows that I've been doing, uh, I'm running that purple god bud diary and i've been doing micro grows now for i don't know probably the past year and a half uh ish and when i when i put my seed i the way i do micro grows is i I germinate my seed i put it in the soil and they go right under 12 12 even before they've sprouted out of the soil right and in my experience they start flowering at 21 days like three weeks pretty much exactly that's when you'll start seeing pistols yeah, yeah, and they, they don't start doing the offset yet, just because like I don't think they've had time. You know what I mean? They they're just like fucking right into flower. That stem right? hadn't and yeah hadn't broken that dominance 20, yet. Yeah, but twenty days like the, the ones that I'm running right now, 20, 20, 19 days I guess was the first pistol that I that I saw, and now they're at twenty five days and they're stretching like crazy. Uh-huh. I just did an update. I don't know if you guys saw it, and they've they've almost doubled their size since five days ago. So wow. they're they're really going, but it's only twenty five days old. It's crazy. What strain was that? But yeah, I purple god bud. All I had the right, same yeah. thing with my strawberry cough too. So, like you say, I mean, it probably does. It's well, it, I I would think it's strain dependent. You know, the quote sativa unquotes uh, probably have a little bit longer of a, a flowering time. Yeah. Or a flowering initiating time because some of them take forever to actually see mm. pistols and stuff when you when you initiate flowering. But um, yeah, like three weeks, I would say, maybe four. So I'd have to, agree. I, I That'd be about to right. just grow, but that's right under twelve twelve. So I mean, I've never grown right under twelve twelve. I'd like to give my plants like five six weeks veg, man. Four work. These are just me. a experiment, really. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, Some people do. Eh? I've only done it as good for you. And Kentucky Fried is just asking, does that not cause um, Hermie and TG? No, no. Nope. No, I've never had Hermie in any of my little six-inch pots. Well, ever. There's really no stress on that. I mean, the plant goes straight in. It, it never changes. It, it's It's got one channel. It's right on in. They love it. Yeah. They love it. I mean, it, it, it veges as much as it needs to, in my mind. It does what it needs to do before it, it needs to do the yeah. next thing, you know? Like, it doesn't in flower right off the bat, because that would be Mm-mm. weird. But, um, well, it's in there, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, it's in its genetic line. This is what it has to do to get to this point. Yeah. So it has to go so, through yeah. that line, no matter how, how quick it does it. Yeah it, yeah, it acts like it's a late germination in the season. You know, yeah. it's going to finish yeah, up yeah. one way or the other, and it's, it, yeah. it does does what it has to do, and it does it well. Yeah, it's interesting, because yeah. I'm I'm contemplating doing um, a small little grow in the, you know, the small GQ60, the small little, like, Mm-hmm. propagation tent i plan on doing a micro growth and um, see a green or a scrog mm-hmm. type thing in it with just using that one tent and trying to do a, a grow from start to, to finish the whole way in it this is only 60 centimeters tall so it'd be it'd be interesting to see mm-hmm. if it does so mackie we're back into a veg now so after we're into veg what we're going into life cycle well i'd say the stretch you know when they begins to go from that vegetative stage into the flowering stage there's a couple of weeks in between where it just grows stupendously oh yeah you know two three yeah, times its size it. stretches out <laughs> that's going to be the next stage i've got some six foot big bidders <laughs> yeah they fucking they stretch mate <laughs> oh, too right they do yeah 
You don't need taller tents when you're growing blue cheese. Bastards. You should have told me this before you give them away, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What can you do? That's definitely the, it's one of the things that catches most, or, well, a lot of new growers. If they're going to be caught by something, yeah. Stretch. Stretch. Yeah. Dump. They grow them so big and so big, and then, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. yeah it, caught, it caught me uh, on my first grow back when I started growing. Um, I had six tents, six plants in the tent, and two of them just got warped and thrown to the corner. They were like fucking six foot tall, but it was yeah. only the very tops of them actually had any leaves. It was just like two big long fucking stems coming out. I had yeah. to kill them. Oh, they were fucking ridiculous. They're, you actually see them on the um, Mazar and Night Queen. Um, cocoa grow I done there back oh, in right. December, so you can see them. They were actually just huge, big, tall, fucking lanky shits. <laughs> well, before <laughs> I came to Percy's, I could say I used to fight stress all the time, but uh, got taught something as a student by the master that I, I now I don't uh, I don't defoliate or trim anything until after the stretch is done. I mean, I do yeah, yeah. the basic pruning to shape my plant and get the structure I want. Yo, who's this master you're talking about? Because this one cropper, I've just well, wait a minute. Like, I, I, oh, I've I, gone and trimmed the fucking thing before yeah. stretch was over. <laughs> and now he's fucking 100 foot tall, jacking the beanstalk, fighting off fucking giants, climbing down feet five folk from the master was Mackie. I, I, was, a, no, well, see, I was the student, he, he, he was the mentor, and he did teach me. He'll spout all this stuff and then he'll forget next day. We're <laughs> <laughs> laughing about it that? now. What? But anyway, no, it, it really is. A, it's a big deal. You don't touch that plant until after stretch is finished. Mm -hmm. If you do exactly what Mackie's talking about, you'll you'll double or even triple that stretch because the, yeah, the plant's definitely. trying to put on more leaves to make more energy, to make more flowers, and it gets all confused. So do not, don't make the mistake. Don't be tempted. Just well, I, I knew when I was doing alone. it, I was like, this is too soon because yeah. I've, got, <laughs> I've got four under the, the ish six, 630 yeah. from Invisible Sun monster fucking light right and then i've got four underneath from mars hydro ts yeah. w2000 which is also a pocket fucking light they're both doing a great job but the ish has got some extra red added to it so flowering started up you know it's kicked in faster because the immersion effect there's some mm -hmm. science stuff so huh. I, I knew it was ahead and I could see it was, you know, a few days ahead of flower. And even though they were flipped at the same time, at least a few days, maybe even a week. And it was at the point where it needed trimming. Trimming takes a long time. So you set time aside for it. So <laughs> I've hmm. trimmed all this one and then I've had to move on to the next one, the next four. And I'm looking, thinking this isn't quite fucking ready for the trim, but this is about <laughs> the only time I'm going to have to do this trim. So let's see what happens. And as I explained, you know, now I've got fucking giants climbing down Huge. the fucking beanstalk plants I've got. But they're yeah. pocket, man. They're doing real well, even still. Yeah. But, you know, it's really, that's, that's a common mistake on all new growers. So because if you read on these forums, not Percy's, I'll have to say that. I haven't seen it said on Percy's, but a lot of different forums and blogs out there tell you how to constantly, as the plant's growing in veg, remove this, pop that, clip that. Yeah. And the only thing it does is make that plant grow weeder. So, I mean, yeah, just nice. what, what I like stress to say, for the plant. You can do leave as many leaves on as possible. If you want to take off bud sites and shit like that, just leave the leaves on. The more leaves it has, the more light it can take in to turn into food. More food, food it makes. For the yeah, plant. Most definitely. Um, leave as many leaves on as possible. Don't take them off, you well know, because well oh, that's said. in the way blocking a bud site. Tuck it out the way. You know, just yeah. if even it's getting ten percent of the light we was getting, it's still ten percent. Don't forget in all this like leaf defoliation, right? You're doing it because you don't like the look of that leaf mostly. 
because your leaf's gone a little bit yellow and you think, oh, that looks horrible, the rest of my green. Snip. But yeah. you're not smoking the leaves, are you? You're smoking the bud. So if you take off the leaves, the plant can't make the food to make the bud. So you're losing out. Exactly. A lot of the time, I just leave it, leave it kind of be. I'll just, I'll yeah. top it mm-hmm. once. I don't yeah. even bother topping any of the side, the side arms coming off. I'll top the main stem and then I just let it go. That's another thing, mate. The plant knows what to fucking do. Exactly. Yeah, for a long time. As long as it's got you the know? stuff to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's genetics, man. It knows what to do. And for defoliation, I just, as um, Zombie said, I just leave them. If they go, if they have spots or if they look good, bad color they're gonna die that leaf is gonna just die and then every few days i just stick the head in and go oh there's one and i'll take a couple (laughs) of small little brown shrivel up pieces of shit that that come off so easily in your fingers yeah Yeah. and it's it's, there's no damage there's no hurt to the plant yeah if you go look at most grow diaries and, and gosh don't go to instagram and look at it you see all these beautiful cannabis plants everybody defoliates all and removes into all these manicured yeah. plants and so yeah, yeah. as a new grower you think that they're always supposed to look like this but it's just it's, it's the same when you I, i've got to liken it to something now it's like your women when they see these bodies these perfect bodies there and they've go. got a bit of weight themselves and they feel they must get to that size they must do everything <laughs> that this person does it's right, not necessary. Like that, in that, remember the Jack right. Herrera montage I made, and it had yeah. the, yes. the one where sunscreen tuning it. Yes, there was a yes. specific bit that I left in there because uh, I chose that song because it had loads of little bit that's applicable to the grow. When flowering was coming, it was like you know to get plenty of calcium <laughs> and all this shit. <laughs> and uh, but one of the bits that near the end, it was it says you know do not read beauty magazines. It will only make you feel ugly. Or taking pictures of all the buds as they're finishing, and it didn't look pretty. But my gosh, they were beautiful fucking buds. Yes, you know, exactly. If you're looking on Instagram all the time, you're only going to see bullshit filtered fucking buds, man. Yeah, it ain't a competition. You don't have to compete with every plant that you see. You can't smell it through a picture. No, uh, well, you can't smoke it through a picture right. either. It, if you look at my Instagram, you will only see unfiltered, unkept, wild little real bushes. plants. Yeah. yeah, and they just they get as much TLC as anybody else. I just let her do what she wants to do herself. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Bog is in in the uh, chat here, and he's talking about defoliation. Now we finished stretch. Now it's time, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Now you want to be looking out for your flowers, and this That's is right. the important bit right now. Exactly. Because if you get males and you spread. don't want them, you have to get rid of them. And the best thing to do is get feminized seeds. We covered it on, I think it might be episode two, maybe episode three. We, we covered the different types of cannabis seeds and what they do. And we recommend that you pick feminized seeds, whether it be auto flowering or photo period, that's up to you. But make sure you get feminized, especially if you're new to growing, because these seeds are most likely to be female, like 99% sure to be a female plant when it grows. If you get regular seeds, then it's going to be 50% female, 50% male. And if you get unlucky, you might be left with, if you've got four plants, you know, you might be left with one. You might get yeah. lucky and be left yeah. with three females. But if you get three males and one female, then you've got to get rid of three plants. If you stick and- with feminized, you're pretty much sure to not have to kill any. Yeah, yeah. And th- th- an easy way of, of knowing if they're, they're males or females, for me, I look at them, is if you see a bubble sack dangling underneath the stem, it's a male. If you see yeah. two little boobies <laughs> up on top, she's a girl. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Pretty that's much. an easy way of looking at it. Again, yeah. the small pictures up on Persis, which you can look at to help you decide yeah. what the male and female flowers look like, and mm-hmm. what calyx, what calyxes, calyxes, 
Say that word, TG. Calyx. Calyx. Thank you. Calyx. Uh, yeah, Calyx. Yeah, yeah, it's just oh, you then, Mackie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, and they can, sometimes people can get that confused for male flowers. And it's important yeah. to know the difference. You know, if you're a new grower, make sure you check it out. Because when I was new to growing, I was freaking out when I saw these things. Man, I had this beautiful crop growing. And then there's, oh, there's balls on my plant, man. I was freaking out. I was going to chop this thing down. And then, you know, I look up online. It's like, it's just calyxes. I'm like, okay, okay. All good. But well, you, usually I, the thing is, I mean, if, if, if you see a calyx, if the hair's coming out the top, then it's a female generally. And there's a hermit you have to look out for as well, where they grow yeah. both. But if yeah. you get good genetics, feminized seeds, you should find female flowers 99% of the time with no problems. When you change to 12-12, some people count that as the flowering period as beginning. That's day one of flowering. And some people wait until wait. they see yeah. flowers forming and then count the flowering period from there. Now, that's how I like to work it. When I see flowers, I count that as we day one Me of too. Yeah, same flowers Me forming. Too. You know, and not just white hairs as well. I like to see flowers forming. When the flowers are forming, mm -hmm. I start from there. But there's different ways to do it. You know, test it for yourself. There's no wrong way. I've seen yeah, people do it both different ways, and it's all good. I have a picture up on my thing there. I don't know if you guys can see that, but that's yeah. that's a hermy. But um, it was a male plant, but it actually started growing female. As you can see, the little white hairs kind of growing at the tops. But those big bulbous-looking things, those are those are the male flowers. <laughs> Tegrity yeah, so. burger. If you get that male plant, then you have to get rid of it. Not straight away. You don't have to like, oh my God, that that's a male. Kill it and get it out quick. If you do suspect yeah. it's male and it's only just turning into flower, then you have a few days before the pollen's viable anyway. So you don't have to rush. Give it 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Make sure that the flowers form first so you can be sure it's a male before you chop it down. You'd yeah. never have to rush anything with the cannabis plant. You've always got 24 hours to do anything. So don't rush. Just wait for a proper diagnosis. Get help from purses if you need it. Don't rush into anything. Just it, Nothing happens overnight, apart from spider mites. If, if for whatever reason you are looking to flower a male plant, you just got to know that um, they do finish a hell of a lot faster, I guess, just like male humans. Oh, boy. <laughs> Then uh, females do. Females tend to take yeah seven to eight weeks, you know, at the earliest generally. But these male plants, they'll be done within three to four weeks. So yeah, they're quick. So mm. be careful with that. If if you were planning on trying to do some seeds or to grow do some crosses, you'd want to start your males about a month later. Is that what you're saying, or would you need to start them a couple of weeks later? Or well, the thing is, is it's unlike feminized seeds there's no maleized seeds so you wouldn't really yeah. be able to you know what i mean or you, you could because you, and then you know, afterwards you you start, until you've got one yeah mm. unless you started your feminized seeds later after you've got like zombies just said however what what most people do is they just collect the pollen and then they save it in the fridge you know mm. for uh. the weeks or whatever that they need because well and if you keep it dry keep it um cool i guess and and dry is the most important thing yeah. dry and in the dark because because moisture ruins it uh I've kept pollen for up to three weeks, I think, and it was still more than happy to impregnate oh, my, my uh, females later. But so with the with the female flowers, they'll continue to grow into what we all want to grow, which is the buds. And depending on the strain, this will go on for uh, from eight weeks. Some strains will claim six weeks, but you know, eight weeks really eight weeks. is a good idea. That's yeah. the minimum. 
and they can go up to 16 weeks, 20 weeks, go on for a long time, depending on indica or sativa dominancy. But autoflowers, the whole thing will probably take about 12 weeks on average for the whole growth from seed to the harvest. You can tell when harvest is ready by how the trichomes look. Who wants to go over to how the trichomes should look? You want to do, Monkey, you want to go for that? Well, the trichomes are going to be, it's, it's a personal taste, actually. How do you like it is the question, you know. First of all, when you look at the bud, it's going to look frosty, kind of, you know, almost sugary. And uh, the sugary, frosty, crystally looking stuff, that's the trichome. It generally looks like a little stalk with a ball on the end. And you get a, a, a magnifier, a loop. Uh, you probably want to have like a minimum of a 50 power loop. Uh, most of us use USB micros microscopes that are attached to like smartphones and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of different ways you can look at it though. But when you look at the trichomes of a plant as it's starting to finish, when the trichomes first are forming, they'll be mostly clear, look like glass almost. And that's an immature trichome that doesn't have a lot of THC or other, other terpenoids and uh, CBD and, or anything in it. You, you kind of want to let that go. It's not ready yet. As you continue to monitor that trichome is going to start getting cloudy. When the trichomes get almost 100% cloudy, even slightly into when they pass cloudy, they'll get start turning a little bit of yellowish amber and then finally into dark amber. When they're starting to turn into amber is when I, when I start to act and, and I want to put that plant through a flush to clean out everything that I have in the pot. Now, I'm, I'm a hydro grower. I'm a salt grower. So that's, that's what I do. You don't do this in super soil. I don't know if you do this in regular soil even, but I'm a hydro grower, so I do flush. And then what I'm looking for in the trichomes, for me, I want about 20% amber, 25% amber for me makes good medicine for what I need. And that's mm -hmm. mostly an indica. Now, sativa, I'll leave it a little bit lighter uh, for different reasons. It's a little less uh, going to make me sleepy during the day when I need meds. But anyway, that's where I'll go with the trichomes. But you, it's, it's a matter of getting a microscope and looking at your trichomes under magnification and looking for the color. And there's a lot of different trichome charts out there on the internet. We have them at Percy's. Happy to take a look for you if you'd like us to take a look. But that's the trichome and that's how I judge ripeness. I don't even start looking. And like if the strain says it's eight weeks, I'm not even looking to eight weeks because most of them, it's gonna take nine or 10. Mm -hmm. I always like to say when it looks done, give it another two weeks. Yeah. And then you'll be left with some good shit. Most of the strains, the buds will kind of start changing colors a little bit. Some purples or yellows or lighter greens or something will start coming in toward ripening. The different signs. You get used to seeing it after a while. I've meant Thank to look at be. mine. I've meant to look at mine for the last fucking two, three days. She she kind of looks as if she has a, an amber she sheen to her where it was kind of a milky as she white. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm eager to get it underneath the magnifier and have a look at it. So uh, anyway. with that, so then we come to the harvest time because you know we've gone from the germinating the seed coming through vegetation into the pre-flower and then onto flowering up to the harvest time. Check your trichomes, make sure that it's ready, and then you chop it down. And yeah. this will happen like a uh, October, November time, maybe. It, it depends how northern you are in, with the hemisphere if you're growing outdoors. That's usually the harvest time. This is happening next weekend for me. Yeah. Mm. When you're growing doors, it's a year-round thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's grand. Here in Canada, people are starting posting pictures of their outdoors getting real frosty. And there's some out in the West Coast, some people already chop theirs down. So, yeah, it's getting about that time. You know, it's also this time if female plants have been pollinated by a male, they'll have seeds in them. 
And outdoors, yep. if it's in its natural habitat, then the plant will die over the winter time because it's too cold. But the seeds will fall into the ground and just lay on the soil growing. until the springtime comes. And then they'll germinate themselves when mm. it gets moist and the whole cycle begins again. And, you know, naturally, they'll be 50% male and 50% female. So they'll grow out, do the whole thing year after year. But that, that's turning into a field all on their own. Until the man came along and started fucking with it. Yeah, smoking <laughs> it. And then it was all gone. <laughs> Imagine finding like an original strain. Like no man tampering yeah. whatsoever. I wonder that's how that's what that Franco, like the That's what he doing, yeah. But they've yeah, still been yeah. fucked with even if we don't know about it, at some point, you know, in the in the ten thousand years of human history, someone's gonna have done something with that plan. Yeah, it's Maybe. quite possible. Yeah, yeah. Depends. Depends if there there could be some that are still fucking that high. Yeah, up maybe in males like hidden up in found. the fucking in the jungle and shit. Yeah, found. Yeah, you're right, man. Might you be. Know, and then it's just nature doing its thing there. Yeah, you know, cross even cross It's been brewed for a long time for the THC. You know, with the black market and growing mm. it for its psychoactive compound. So the genetics have changed. But to go back to that original, mm-hmm. how did nature intend it to be? That's pretty fucking sweet. Now, see the psychoactive compound. This is where I kind of disagree with people. I don't find it as a psychoactive because it doesn't mess with my... Like, a psychoactive to me is like fucking LSD or... Yeah, but it's just because it changes your mental perception, doesn't it? That's what it's it like is. It's psychedelic. Is yeah. that what yeah, it is? Because it's I, I've just smoked that much and I've smoked for that long. I'm just that fucking chill and everything is water off yeah. a duck's back with me. Like. Well, so, psychoactive, just like, it, it's, it's more activity in your brain. Yeah. yeah. As, it's uh, caffeine the way I work. It, I think that's caffeine like is psychoactive as well. Well, that is yeah. grand because, you see, I've always wondered what that was and now you have explained it to me. Thank you, lads. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, I doff my hat too. You come yeah, to no harvest problem. that shit, chop it down, mm-hmm. trim off the leaves if you want to. And we'll, we'll do all we'll cover trimming in itself because it's a different subject. And for yeah, a new grower, well, well. it might sound like, oh my God, I can't wait till harvest. But the more experience you get, the more you learn to hate it, man. It takes a long <laughs> time. You, you get sticky, you get stinky. It's the riskiest time because you stink so much. But you know, harvest is a mission, man. I recommend I use. Um, you know, like the gloves, the latex gloves that they use mm-hmm. for tattoos. That's what I use. Yeah. But you do get guides on purses again, you know? Mm-hmm. Always guides on purses to help you out with all this shit. And you can always come to the forum and ask questions with anything. We can help you out. Always a pleasure, never a problem. And never ask me <laughs> because I'll, I'll probably just put you wrong. <laughs> ask, ask, ask the professionals. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, j- just ask for consensus. That's the best way. Don't take yeah. any one consensus is always good on things. Just ask everybody, and you'll find a good consensus and yeah. find out what's right for you. Then that's more than yeah, one way so. to do all this stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So strain of the week, everybody. Oh boy! Monkey, oh, start to you. This week, let's talk about a classic. Let's talk about OG Kush. It's a basis for a lot of stuff around. You know, OG Kush is one of those old strains that came back from the 1990s. It was first developed in Florida. And there's a lot of debate upon, and I'm talking about the original OG Kush, the uh, clone-only variety that from the 90s. Uh, some people say it was an unknown Northern California strain cross with a Hindu Kush. Some say chem dog with a Hindu Kush. But a- either way, it came out 
uh, in the 1990s and resulted in something that's you know truly unique in the cannabis world. If anybody's ever grown OG Kush, when you see an OG Kush bud in your tent, you know what exactly what it is. It's got a very unique shape to it. It's kind of what a pyramid, a very spiked tall bud, and it's got uh, you know pistols that curl around the bud almost in like a, a curly little spiral. Very cool looking stuff. But anyway, uh, it soon became popular because they found out with OG Kush, it was like this massive one-two punch, extremely high uh, CBD content, uh, not CBD, excuse me, THC content for the time. It was, it was producing 19% back in the 1990s, and that was like off the mm. charts back in the day. Yeah. And so yeah, everybody man. wanted this stuff, and it had this really, really cool uh, flavor profile. It was sort of like a Jack Herrera, but not really a Jack Herrera. It had fuel and pine and a little bit of skunk thrown in it with some pepper on the back note. And it was one of those things that when you smoked Kush, you just knew it was Kush. And mm. it's still around today. Everybody still talks about Kush, but you really don't find OG Kush around a lot, at least in, in dispensaries. Like, you know, it's like Kush right. became its own thing. You're not like Indica Sativa. You could tell the difference between the two. And then there was Kush. Yeah. That was a little I mean, bit different from both. Cypress Hill and Dr. Dre both have songs called Kush. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of weed smokers, I mean, yeah, you ask them what they're smoking, and that's just the one word that comes out their mouth is Kush. You know, they don't know what kind of it's Kush It's not a massively it popular strain over here, to be honest. Well, it, it's like... It's huge. It was here. It's a West Coast strain over in the U.S. and Canada a lot. You hear a lot about Kush. Um, and that's when we interviewed Danny Danko. That's what he was talking about when he used to do High Times Cups on the West Coast. It, you know, a lot of things were... A lot of entries were Kush related at least in a way one way or the other but this og kush came along and it it uh it went back to the west coast and then it met a guy named bubba burger and you know what came out of that right bubba kush oh now that's a classic he mm -hmm. yeah he took the og kush and, and then blended it his way and so now we ended up with a bubba kush but you know the og kush has become so many things that we we smoke today like uh yeah headband that's a variant right there. And so is Girl oh, Scout cookies. Out. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies came from OG Kush. Yeah. That's, that's lineage yeah, back that's in there. True. And there's a lot of different Kushes out there, like Tahoe and SFV and Ghost and Fire. And a lot of these are just nothing more than different phenos off, of, off the original Kush. But all of these... I think Kush is super popular in Canada. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's a popular thing, like I said, in, in the U.S. too. In, but it's different in different areas. We ran across it first in a commercial market in Denver at, of course, the House of Kush. Where else would you go to find Kush? So when you walk in a place like that, you ask them what's good, and of course they recommend the Kush. They're going to tell you Kush, yeah. yes. So that, that evening, we, we enjoyed Kush that evening. It was, it was quite nice. Shout out to Spartan there in the chat. Thanks for popping by, bruv. Oh, man, he showed up. Hey, check it out, Spartan. Yeah. Thanks a He's lot, busy man. Guy. He finally. He's busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, OG Kush has got a, a lot of different stuff going on with it. But you know, we do have seed varieties out there these days, and what it's, these are recreated seed varieties. Humboldt's got one, RQS has got one, and Dynafam, and I'm sure there's other ones out there. But you can you can grow from seed something that is very close to the original OG Kush from many different man, very different breeders, and you get looking at about 25 percent sativa 75 percent indica that kind of a line in there and you should expect somewhere about eight to nine weeks in maturity on this thing excellent stuff for pain depression insomnia appetite muscle spasms and and parties it says you know that's just weed in mm. general i think i think so so. you just write that in any strain really pretty much <laughs> very true pretty much 
Fuji cushion is great though. Love that. Yeah. Anybody that tells you they don't like it is probably lying. So. Now, I'm looking forward to growing it because we we don't get cushion stuff over here uh, in, we in Ireland. So like I'm really looking forward to it. I got a couple of couple of nice seeds in the in the bank out there, yeah. and I've I have some. I'm popping some. I think it's a G13 haze. I think it's I'm. I actually a, think that uh, we've got some cush from um, Humboldt in Percy's vault. So uh, have we? Cool. maybe we'll stick a couple of them in for the what the fuck was that prize pool? Well, now it's been won. We'll discuss that nice. later on. But we yeah. should move on to the interview right here, man. Let's do that. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah, so this week, we got a different one. He is a grower, Graham. He's a personal grower in the UK. We had a chat with him for a while. He was locked up in Cyprus for just carrying 32 grams of cannabis. Not even... 32 grams he only had a small amount on him and they went back and searched a property and then found some weed on him so he was like it was hash abroad. wasn't it yeah it was only hash yeah it was only hash yeah it wasn't even weed shocking man well you know it's one of those nope. things we talked about locked up abroad you know yeah listen to what he says because uh you know he's got a good message here is it really worth it you know he's it cost him a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of a lot of his life here dealing with this stuff you know, for a small amount. Exactly. So, I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. It's a bit mental, the amount of people that do it. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. Uh, we should get straight on to it because we're, we're going to run out of time otherwise. And you know how I feel about time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It show itself right there. All right. See so here we go, everybody. Graham is in the building, I think. Hello, oh, mate. Yeah. Yes, Graham. What's up, man? Ah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Old time of disease. Um. <laughs> so the, the lads don't know who you are, and you don't know who the lads Have you listened to the show at all, Graham? Have you listened to um, Hungry? I haven't, no. Um, okay. So uh, bear with me. Yeah, that's cool. Just uh, so I can introduce you to the guys. We've got Temple Grower. He's Canadian. So hi, Temple. Hey, how's it going? I. Uh, not bad, mate. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, just, well. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just scribbling your names down so I know who's who here. <laughs> Sweet. And then uh, we've got Monkey. He's from Southern USA. Hey, Graham. How's it going? I'm, I'm, uh, uh, oh, good, mate. Nice to talk to you. Very interested in uh, learning what, what you got to tell me here. It uh, sounds like an interesting story. That's what I want to hear, man. Great, great stuff. And then we've got uh, Greenbeard as well from Sunny Island. Greenbeard. Ah. Uh. How's it going, Graham? Yeah. Nice to meet you, buddy. And you, mate, and you um, from, well, I'm going to have one of your passports shortly. Hey, oh, really? good man. Yeah. <laughs> good man. And then, uh, and then me, you know, me, Mackie. Right, so let's, let's start at the beginning then. Let's, um, let's explain to the lads what, what happened. Well, um, I, me and the missus were going to Cyprus. Basically, I got, we, we were just sort of like running around, went to a bar, and decided we'll order dinner. Went into a restaurant and came out. Was going to get delivered, and that was it. Police around us, all CID, no clothes, you know, no uniform or anything. And you know, it was sort of like, um, well, we believe you got drugs on you. And I thought, well, there might be half a spliff or a butt of a spliff in the ashtray. But I thought, apart from that, you know, th- there's nothing there. And then, of course, my missus, I didn't realise she had like 
I think it was about nine grams in one of them old Avon apple jewellery balls you get. And they found that and I thought, oh shit. And then they came up to the house we were staying at and, you know, I thought, I, I can't even wreck in the place. Mm. Um, so uh, I said, yeah, look, there's the other lot. Uh, it's 32 grams of hashish. Um, and that was it. I, You know, down at the station, I said to the the uh, DCI or whatever equivalent in Cyprus is, I said, listen, mate, um, I'll, I'll, I'll cop the lot. I'm, you know, I'll plead guilty, not a problem, but you let my missus go. And um, he said, okay, no problem, we got a deal. So that was that. Um, I, you know, I had a few court appearances and after five days in police station custody, which was a right hellhole, uh, cockroaches and all sorts, um, they transferred, I, I got uh, remanded to a Nicosia Central Jail, um, which, you know, I, I just heard horror stories about that and I thought, oh, this is going to be like Bangkok Hilton or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Seen Midnight Express, and you're thinking, "Oh, fucking yeah. hell!" It's you know, Turkey yeah. isn't far from Cyprus, man. <laughs> well, well, I mean, where we were in Nicosia, we were literally on the green line between the north and the south, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you could get over the wall, you had a minefield before you sort of like got into northern Turkey. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did. Um, I think about twelve days on remand. Um, I had two court cases in between and they did me, well, I I got four charges. I had um, smuggling, you know, uh, drugs, uh, controlled substance, um, intent to supply, which, you know, that was my personal for sort of like two, three weeks. Mm. Um, What was the other one? Oh, possession. And they did uh, for smoking a joint, you know, you know, they had that down as a charge. Four and, charges, man. Yeah, and they all got, I think I got, no, I, I got six for import. I got six for intent of supply. I got three for smoking a joint and I think three for possession, all concurrent. So I had six months all together, you know, yeah. and, and, out, <sighs> and out there parole is like over here, you, you, don't, you do 50% of your time, keep your nose clean, you're out. Over yeah. there, they only give you 25 uh, percent off so if you you get four months you do three months and yeah. you know providing you're good you're out um so anyway you know i'm i'm, I'm remand um but they said i had the penthouse suite uh bendy alpha which was uh, block 5a and you know in there it was totally different from the police station um you know i had a cell with a door like you get in, you see in America, the sliding door one sort of thing. Yeah. And you could put a sheet over that at night to block the lights out. They didn't they didn't bother about that. Um the beds were bloody hard. It was murder on my back. The food was shit. Um it was vegetarian. We only got meat twice a week, uh, chicken on a Sunday and pork and chicken on Tuesday for lunch. And you know, that was sort of like we saw that as a treat. I mean I, I lost a lot of weight, yeah. you know. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a, a health farm, <laughs> you know. It wouldn't be getting five <laughs> stars on TripAdvisor, you know. But um, yeah, it was uh, on, on remand. I was, you know, you, you mixed with all sorts. There were people in there for murder, arson. There was a, a, a Russian Greek. They called themselves Pontes, and he was in there for seven armed robberies allegedly and on one of them he allegedly shot a bloke in the kneecap with a 12 ball 
sawn off sort of thing before jumping on a bike. There was another bloke who got done for, he had a load of coke on him, he had a load of weed on him, and he had three guns in the car, unloaded in boxes, and um, the police shot at him. And now the police always said, like, no, we never shot at you. Anyway, he got an investigator to dig into his car. They found a bullet. And then the policeman said, oh, I fired in the air to say stop. And he said, <laughs> no, you, you fired at my my client. And we've got the bullet to prove it, mm-hmm. you know, matched up his gun and that. So anyway, he ended up with, with doing like having a load of coke and a load of, you know, he, that should have been 20 years. And yeah. he, he got something like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right. yeah, yeah, you know. It's a crazy uh, system. No, no matter where you go, the justice system seems to be a little yeah. bit fucked up. Well, yes, that, yeah. they always said to me, it's just sort of like, oh, well, this is British law, because, I mean, until 1960, Cyprus was, uh, you know, part of Britain, but virtually. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, you know, he said, oh, this is, I said, mate, this is British law from sort of like the 60s. Also, what didn't help was they had a banking crisis going on. Mm. And, you know, the more European prisoners they had, the more money they could claim off the European Union for mm. having, um. you know, um, Cyprus was virtually bankrupt uh, in 2013. So it, it was either huge fines, which people couldn't pay and they ended up inside, or, you know, we'll, we'll jail you, we'll take the money for you. Um, and, you know, the food that they gave you was basic vegetarian sort of thing it was uh, the bread was always seemed to be a day out of day you know it was it, it was miserable you know you'd get a phone call home every six days and that was only 10 minutes mm. and i'd ring the missus sort of thing and sort of like how you doing Da-da. and in 10 minutes it just flies by and you get no warning and then bang the phone's off and you think oh shit Lame. yeah you, you, you always think oh, you know just for having a personal matter because you were going on holiday for a couple of weeks right yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I, and did you bring it with you from the UK? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, um, we, we had it inside a silver box and this Avon Apple sort of like yeah. uh, necklace. And then we sort of like stuck them. Um, well, what I'd done, we had a backpack machine. So I went and stuck them in a sealed plastic bag and just tossed them in the luggage. And that was it. Done it so many times. So how long was you locked up for then, Graham? You say you did six months? You, uh, no, no, oh no. Um, I did uh, about three and a half months. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I did appeal uh, against the sentence um, because they were meant to be because I got ankylosing spondylitis. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, they said there's an injection I take, uh, Humira, uh, every two weeks, and you know, they, you know, they knew that I needed this, and they said, look, yeah, no problem. We'll give you everything you need, everything you need, no problem. And, you know, they, they never gave me that. And I did have to write a letter to the Attorney General, a, a groveling letter saying, like, you know, I've been told to write this letter. I'm, I'm very sorry. I know I've, I've done wrong sort of thing. I'm not getting this injection. And could you take clemency on me and release me so I can get back to the UK to have it? Right. Now, at the same time, I had an appeal go through as well, um, which reduced my sentence from six to four months. And that would have been, I got arrested about 20th of March and my appeal went through finally in May, I think it was about the 20th. And, you know, it it, it was all literally all Greek to me, what they were saying in court, the interpreter Mm. didn't turn up. So my lawyer, he had to sort of like come over to me, tell me what was going on. Anyway, they reduced it down to four months. 
and I thought, great, you know, July the 4th, Independence Day, yeah. I'd I get out sort of thing. I thought, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to get on a bus and I'm going to be straight down to Paphos, see a few mates in the bar and that, have a few beers and I'll get the next flight home the next day in the next day or so. Um, that, that wasn't going to happen, though. Um, when, they, when they took me out, you know, it was like, I, for the last three days, I didn't know what was happening. I, you know, I said, am I being released? Am I getting deported? And no one could tell me anything. And at the same time, I, I disappeared in their system. My lawyer was saying, like, where is he? And the British Embassy then sent their man down and said, where is he? And, you know, no, no one knew. They said, well, he's not here. And it's, well, has he been released? Well, we don't know. Finally, I think it was on a Monday, um, I got called out to see the uh, guy from the British Embassy and he said, you're going home tomorrow. I said, am see. I? I said, first half, he said, mate, he said, you've disappeared over the weekend. You know, we thought you'd, you'd been released and you'd gone on a bender or something. Didn't know, you know, <laughs> didn't know what had oh. happened. Finding out that I was sort of like, you know, I had a phone call that day as well when I was telling my missus, like, you know, that's it, I'm out. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tears of joy, mate. Mm. You know, but um, in, in in the meantime, between remand, which was okay where I was, and being released, I was sort of like in the what they called um, it's basically like a church hall about the size of a tennis court, and we had um, forty four sets of kiddies bunk beds in there. Some bunk beds were head to toe, and then literally you'd have about a foot or so between. A row of bunks and another row and as for you know i mean it, it, the the block itself was it used to be like used for theater or cinema so it had a stage at one end where they had tables where you could sit on and that and we could watch tv during the evening but um you, you were really cramped you know and mm, and, uh, yeah, and it was during the summertime as well so well it was it was, was 45 degrees and shit yeah, it was it was getting to sort of like hey, almost, yeah, it gets hot over there. Jesus, it. yeah, Nicosia gets a lot hotter because it's inland. You got no sea breeze, so yeah. you know in Paphos it's say thirty six, Nicosia in July August is like forty six, wow. and you're all, yeah, and oh, you, oh no, you're cramped in this place. There's three no four three windows which we take you know it's like a patio door sort of type window. And in summer, the glass just comes straight out. There's bars on the outside. And, um, you know, there was sort of like a door which had bars on the outside as well, which was open so we could get a bit of a breeze. We had three fans which were on all the time, but they were bloody useless. You know, they're about four it's foot big. A fan in that heat. Yeah, well, it's, it's... Yeah, fucking everything's useless in that heat, man. It, <laughs> if you it, blow it, shit, it sets on fire. <laughs> it, it, it was it was just so humid in there. And when you've got mm. all, the, all the blokes in there, sort of thing, like, you know, you know you, you're trying to walk past people and it's like you've been in a crowd all the time, sort of thing. We had um, we had showers, yes. You, you know, you could have a cold shower anytime you like. Um, but but it's probably not even that cold, Graham, is it? In that <laughs> it heat? just well, feels cold. <laughs> More or less yeah, hot than cold, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's lukewarm, but you come out of there and you just don't bother dry off and you're standing there in your yeah, boxes yeah. wandering around and you suddenly just sort of dripping. Like, yeah. yeah, fucking 70 guys just walk around dripping. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sliding past one another. Yes. <laughs> Leaning out the windows, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, 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 you know... Um, from I think about May, May to June, it started heating up, 
and you know we were sort of, we, we we had a little exercise yard out the back um and we'd get turfed out there in the morning sometimes or when they were cleaning the block um and you know that was oh i don't know man it was probably 20 yards by 20 yards sort of thing and that was it sort of thing and, and you see the block that i was in wasn't meant to be used you know the prison was originally built for 350 inmates the time i was in there you'd look at the boards uh, in reception and they'd be saying like 710 prisoners or whatever Fuck. yeah wow. yeah so the block we were in whatever like if there was like a un visit they put scaffolding up across the uh across the front and then put you know the green sort of netting you get on building site yeah yeah, yeah. They put that up there. The UN lot would say, can we have a look in? It's, oh, no, it's too dangerous. It's been rebuilt. Mm. And our exercise yard had the same, it had sort of like a raffia on two sides. So no one could see that there were people in the exercise yard. That's unbelievable. It was the overflow sort of thing. I mean, at one stage... Sounds like fucking torture, man. It sounds horrible. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it was, you know. I mean, the bunk beds, they were long enough. But, you know, if, if, you, if you get on a normal bunk bed, you can sit there on the bottom bunk and your head's got some clearance of the one below, above you. Not right. on these ones, you know. It was you, you're hunched over sort of thing if you want to sit on the edge of your bed. Yeah. Um, and they were probably t probably three or four tiers high, were they? No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you say you're so crunched, I was going, oh, jeez, they must be stacked. No, stacked on top of no. each other. Like it was, I, I mean, some of them were that close together in one corner. Um, yeah. And it looked like a double bunk bed sort of thing, like, you know, someone was having a loving down below. But what, <laughs> what it was, was um, the theatre block itself was sort of like racially um, segregated. So nice. you'd have on the on the best side, which had two windows and the door, you'd have sort of like Cypriots, uh, Brits, and then any other European, um, then the Russians, and then, you know, maybe Iranians and that, then Syrians, because we had a lot of Syrian refugees over there, because you had the Arab Spring sort of kicking off. I, I mean, in the, in the police station, I was there with a, it was a guy called Mohammed. He was a soldier in the Syrian army, um, and I think it was Homs, and that was his home city. And he was told, you know, day before, right, we're going to start shelling the city tomorrow. And his missus is seven, eight months pregnant. And, you know, she's in Homs. So he's sort of like that night, that's it. He's shot off sort of thing, grabbed her, headed for the border in Turkey, got out to Cyprus. And he was very fortunate because he, he got to claim asylum. Thing was, he tried to sort of get to England. Now, the thing was, he tried to use a, a stolen passport or he'd got it off someone or whatever, bought it, you know, probably yeah. stolen. Um, and they'd only just brought in airport scanner, the uh, passport scanners at the airport. So right. nor oh. normally he'd have just breezed through. Oh, I mean, street, you know, yeah. the guy would be there with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He'd be half asleep. Yeah, yeah, and Daxi and Daxi and Daxi. And, you know, mm -hmm. he'd call you through, but they'd only just brought them in. So they were still novel and they were still testing them out. And, you know, he, he got caught with it. Um, but the, the good thing was that he, I, I never saw him in prison, you know. Right. So I, I, I think his court case went well. And, you know, he's back with his missus and they had a little daughter by then as well. There was there was one lad I was in there with, Vinny, from Iran. He used to make, do Metallica videos and stuff like that. He was sort of like, he, he'd done a bunk to Cyprus sort of thing. Now, you know, he, he got out of Turkey using an Irish passport 
and he was lucky because he looked like the person on it sort of thing and he had he was persian um and part russian and he had green eyes and you know he just sort of looked at it looked at it again yeah okay and yeah he, he got here and he, he for about 18 months he was sort of like you know waiting for citizenship or whatever and you know he, he got it and within well, about two three months he's got a job you know you see him on facebook he's got a brand new bmw car and he's in a production company and he's only 60 grand you think how much he's paying back in so in, in the blocks yeah you know the cypriots the guards were racist you know if, if you were asian you were crammed away sort of thing on the far side of the block with one window you know and that that was the way it was in there you know um one guy tried a black guy a french bloke um he tried to move over to the european side and that was it they, they beat the shit out of him and sent him off to another block to, as, as a cleaner right. to me it was something you know i'd only ever sort of like seen in films mm -hmm. with something like that happening but to actually you know you'd never see that over here well mm. no, it'd be very rare but to, there, it, it just seemed so normal sort of thing, you know. Um, but, you know, all, all these guys I got to know there. And, you know, I mean, the first guy that done me a favour was a Syrian lad, Samir. Um, I hadn't, everyone had flip-flops for, like, going in the showers and that. Mine had been nicked by the guards or whatever. I had a pair sent in, but they never reached me. Um, someone had them. So, um, you know, I was barefoot sort of thing. And this guy Samir said, listen, man, you're, you're pissing people off walking around barefoot. And the only other boots I had were sort of like these hiking boots. And it was too hot to wear them even in mm. April. And he said, here you go, look, have a pair of slippers so you can get yourself sorted out. And, you know, didn't know me from Adam and that, but, you know, and, you know, anything else I can help you with? Like, and I'm like, I'm a bit low on cigarettes or whatever. And it's like, yeah, packet, two packets, but I want three back. And I thought, okay, you had a double canteen coming sort of thing. So <laughs> it was sort of like, yeah, no problem, man, you know. And, you know, I, I missed him when he went. But, you know, he had a wife. He had a family sort of thing in Cyprus. And he was legal in Cyprus as well. You know, right. they'd worked there for years sort of thing. There's quite a few Syrians mm -hmm. out in Cyprus. So, but a lot of the lads, you know, they get deported. I mean, I, on remand, I had a heartbreak. You know, I had an Iranian guy. And he'd lived in Cyprus 13 years and they decided, no, you, you can't stay here any longer. We're going to deport you. And he wrote a letter. He, he said to me, listen, you know, because I had my court case. I said, look, if I get out, you give me, you know, put this letter in with my stuff, you know, and I'll take it off the block. And it was to um, a Canadian embassy asking, seeking asylum sort of thing. And mm. I, it was literally my court case. And then about a week later, he was going to get deported. Yeah. And obviously, I came back on the block and, you know, I said, look, mate, I'm, I really am sorry. And obviously, I'm sorry sort of thing because I'm back in there as well, you know. But for him, it was sort of like, you know, he's getting sent back to Iran sort of thing. And because, yeah. he, because he'd left Iran thing illegally, they, they didn't see, you know, he said, like, that's it. I'm good as dead over there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So did he get sent back, did he? Do you know? Um, I've, I've no idea, mate. I would imagine. I mean, the Cypriots really didn't muck, muck around sort of thing when okay. it came to deporting people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did have um, what you called uh, Block 10, and that was for sort of like people that had finished their sentence 
and then they get moved there and it was sort of like halfway house between sort of prison and getting deported but they could have the phones there and they could use them certain times of the day but it was it was an absolute shithole the by all accounts sort of thing, you know, um, the odd suicide sort of thing, you know, it'd be people waiting to go back to countries where they'd been trying to get away from. To some of them, probably was a death sentence. Like, uh, when you got out, man, how did that go for you? Were you moved to the halfway house and then were you just got on a plane and sent home? No, no. Um, you know, I, I knew, obviously, on the Monday that was going on the Tuesday. And mm. so it was sort of like, oh, great, okay. You know, then you've got to get all your goodbyes in and all that. And I got woken up at about, I don't know, about half four by this big Cypriot guy. And he, he used to be like a top bouncer in uh, Ayanapa about 20 years back. He said, come on, Graham, come on, we're going to have coffee, cigarettes. It's our last chat and that. And I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'll get up, I'll get up. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just basically wrapped up your your, your mattress or a bit of foam or whatever it was, and some of them mattresses were bits of foam. Um, and you dump that back, you go through processing, they give you all your stuff back. And I was working in a bookshop. Um, so, you know, I, I got something like six euros a week for about, uh, I don't know, well, I suppose I was down for about 15 hours work a week, but most of that was stood around smoking outside and drinking Cypriot coffee. And that was the only place we could get Cypriot coffee if you're in the workshop. So I thought, yeah, okay, I'll have a job. But it was that that was a DOS. Anyway, I get to the um the processing bit, you know, the guy says, Okay, are you gonna sign here? And he said, You're on the stop list for three years. And I'm like, What? He said, You know, you can't come back for three years. And I'm like, mm. Oh, okay, fair enough. I I just wanna go, I'm not gonna argue the toss. Then I went to the the uh, paymaster and he he gave me uh, about 160 euros because I had money that had been sent in from a canteen so I got all that back and we were put into a van um, all our stuff mine was in these flimsy plastic bags we had no suitcases and on the way there we stopped at this shop and the guy said right who wants a suitcase and I'm like yeah I need a suitcase otherwise my stuff's going to be all over the hold like you know um, so yeah you know they got suitcases um, paid for them then we get to the airport, and by this time I'm busting for a piss, and some woman's arguing. And I'm saying, "Listen, love, listen, just argue once we get inside the room, because I'm going to piss myself, like you know." <laughs> and so we got in there, and it's a rush to the toilet. Like I'm in there first. Um, what a gent! Uh, and yeah, we, we were allowed to have phones and stuff like that, chargers. Um, then we were checked in, but all the time we were with immigration officers so they weren't in uniform and we were told to be very low key you know don't kick up a fuss you know yeah. and we're like yeah okay look we just want, want to go home and we had to stay we, we checked in and then we went through security and security was great because there was a massive queue there and these two guys just were right to the front with three of us we were like, uh, there was me a guy called Craig and um, a girl called Petal and we're all getting deported to England, uh, Heathrow. And, you know, we've jumped the queue sort of thing. Like, I'm thinking, yeah, this is great. And then airside, there's like a restaurant. And it's just sort of like, 
oh man, look at that food. Even them baguettes that are probably <laughs> half a day old or whatever. That just looks like, that's Michelin star, mate, <laughs> compared to what I've done. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having one of them, man, and a, a pint of Keogh sort of thing. And the guys look... 160 up. euros later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we started wandering around and they, the, the immigration officers are getting a bit tetchy. They say, look, look if you, you don't keep, you know, I want you all in a, together sort of thing so we can keep an eye on you. Anyway, we finally get to board and, you know, they're looking at us and we're waving at them, smiling and that. And it was just, you know, once once I, once I started walking down the uh, the air bridge to the plane, I, that was about the only, t- that, that was when it finally sunk in that I'd got out of there, mm-hmm. you know. I was free. Sitting, finally exhale. Sitting, yeah, I, I mean, even the seat sort of thing on an airline was absolute luxury because the only thing I'd had to sit on was like a, a plastic garden chair, which I had by a window at the end of my bunk. And that, you know, that was the only bit of furniture or a metal sort of like bench on the uh, tables and that. And so it was, was like three months. It was, it was luxury. And like, you know, the airline food. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> it was, you know, <laughs> oh, it, it was that, I, you know, I had another couple of Keos and a couple of double whiskeys. Oh man. And I was like out for the flight and I, you know, I hear the sort of like bing bong go off and I'm like, well, where are we? And I look out and I can see like uh, South London. I I can see the Oval and that. And I'm like, oh yes, you know, we're coming into Heathrow and that. It's such a beautiful sight as well when you come home. Well, especially from such a shitty state like yours, (laughs) even from a nice state. But it is when you you come home to to your home city. It does. It's it to say, no matter where you go, you look at it and you just go, oh, finally I'm home. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You get you home know. and just roll a fat split as soon as you got Oh, you know. mate, uh, you know, it was sort of like uh, at, at the airport, um, uh, me, my uh, mate picked me up sort of thing. And, you know, we're in the van going back and I'm like, ah, he's got a beer for me, got a couple of splits rolled. Oh, well, you know what I mean? I, I got home and I'm, I'm sort of wobbling and my missus is there sort of thing. And then like having a curry sort of thing, a few more beers and that. And it was like, you know, the, the thing I, I got up, I think about four o'clock and maybe six o'clock. And it was just sort of like going out into the back garden. And I, I could just go through doors, you know. Mm. And the next day I thought, oh, I've got, I've got to get some tobacco or whatever. And, and it's about half, half mile walk. And I just thought, I'm going to walk that sort of thing and sort of like just being able to walk down the road and that and sort of like, you know, no one's going to ask you where you're going, what you're doing <laughs> and that. Really amazing. Just your freedom's you know, back. Um, yeah, it's hard to yeah. see that perspective unless you have, you know, you're in a situation like yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but also it really did open my eyes to sort of like what's happening in the mm. world. And, you know, when, when you hear some of these stories first, first, you know, firsthand of someone sort of thing, you're thinking like, fuck's sake, you know, I'm all right, I've had a few scrapes and this, that and the other, but my life ain't nothing like theirs. You know, I, I'm, I know people try to kill me, you know, bomb you we or whatever. We just really don't know how fucking horrible it must be out there. Other yeah. people have it, have it way Until better. you get out there and actually see yeah. it yourself, yeah, it's important. All that for 32 grams of hash, man. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, well... I, I, what I do for 32 grams of hash now because I haven't seen any decent hash for so long. <laughs> but it's so, it's so fucking hard to find good hash in Ireland or yeah, in the UK anywhere. or fucking anywhere in Europe. 
I, Except I, Spain. I You'll get some good hash in yeah. Spain. Well, Amsterdam, you'll yeah. get it sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I think I got some repressed black. Um, and it was, it was no, not black, uh, repressed soap bar. But repressed. Uh, so, so it was repressed into like a 100 gram bar. So you look at it and you think, oh, it, it, you know, it's like slate sort of thing. like, mm. And then you realise sort of thing, no, it's not. And then you realise you paid 100 quid for it sort of thing on an Oz. And you're thinking, no. I've really got burned. And as it is, I've still got a little <laughs> bit of the fucking stuff left. And this was like in January I got it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's nothing worse. I, I, I remember years ago I got fucking caught with a nine bar. It was wrong. Oh. It was somebody. It was somebody. I, I bought it reasonably cheap. I got three of them. I fucking know why I got <laughs> fucking them reasonably cheap now because it fucking took me. I couldn't even give it away. I actually gave it to a friend. I gave somebody like it was fucking half a nine bar, and they went, "Yeah, no, you can have that back." <laughs> so, for fuck's sake, we just left it when we moved house we just left it hidden underneath the fucking kitchen so <laughs> well, it's a tip funny, oh. funny you should mention that we we moved into a house about 25 years ago and um it would have found hash under the sink no <laughs> no what it was was sort of like the, the previous people there were dealing and they got busted and, you know, they got kicked out or whatever. We moved in there and the missus said, I want a veg patch there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, I'm out there, like, digging away sort of thing, like, and a crisp bag comes up. And I thought, oh, and I'm, I'm trying to kick it off. And inside, there's a nine bar wrapped up in, like, oh, half a ton of cling film. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, Jane, look what I've just done. Nice. He says, what? And I'm like, well, we knew they were dealing. So, I mean, you know. That I is mean, not you... how you grow up. Did, <laughs> no, did you dig the rest of the garden up? <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my missus was so pleased. And I am going to be making hash quite soon, I think. That's right, because you've got your own grow on in your back garden, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, which is... Um, uh, it's been disappointing, to be honest, sort of thing. I've had... Banana Blaze has been a real find, because... I've got four of them, five of them plants doing really well. And I sent you a picture of one it's of them. Dutch passion, the other it, day. I think. Yeah. I mean, that one is exactly what it says on the tin. It is sort of um, easy to grow. Um, they're about one, uh, 120 high or whatever. But I've, I've got buds, which are so heavy that they're bending the branches down. I'm having to tie branches <laughs> up sort of thing to the root oh, of the greenhouse. Nice. But Fucking mold, up. mold in a greenhouse sort of thing, especially with the humidity, the heat. Yeah, it's been bad this year. It's it's. Oh, Have uh, you had mold? Oh god, yeah, mate, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. You know, I've 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 sort of like it's been sort of like whole branches at times. I've thought, you know, it, it, it's not worth sort of like I thought. I looked what was left on there, and I thought, chances are I'm gonna you know chop half a branch off, and then tomorrow the bottom part still, you know, the buds below are going to have it. Mm-hmm. So it's been really disappointing sort of thing. I've, I mean, I've, had, I've had orange bud, uh, Durban poison and night queen. Um, and it's done reasonably well, you know, I, I can't moan. I've got kiln jars sort of like curing and that. Um, but the banana blaze is, well, I, I, I can't recommend that enough. You know, it's, uh, it, at the moment, you, I mean, you're touching the buds and they're so sticky. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've never seen anything for the size of the buds. 
you know, <laughs> it's and it was like it was only thirty euros for seven seats. Yeah. Yeah. There's another guy in the forums that that ran the Banana, Banana Blaze a while back. I think Trek Steppen. Um, and yeah, his his shots were yeah, the name rings amazing. About. Just huge, dense. Yeah, I remember that girl. They were beautiful looking yeah. buds. Yeah. I agree with but, the Night Queen there. Dutch that Passion. You've done that. Yeah, I done the Dutch Passion Night Queen and I done the Mazar. That was my last grow. I man. love Dutch Passion, man. They're so yeah. consistent and just fire strains. Mm. So where um, can people find you online then, Graham? It's only on Twitter, right? Um, yeah. Graham 2.0. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's me. That's I said I'll follow along um, right now. Yeah, man. So if you've enjoyed Graham's story, make sure that you go and check it out, man. He's a cool guy. And he's a personal grower as well. If you go and check out his grow, he grows outdoors in the UK, which is a difficult task. It is a very difficult task. It's been Thanks great. again, Graham. Thanks, Graham. All right. Look, absolute pleasure. So I've been really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, now I'm going to be a regular listener now. Fantastic. Enjoy it, man. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really have. Listen, you take care, guys. Yeah, man. Have a good night, Graham. Yeah, Thanks nice again, mate. man. Cheers, See mate. You. See you later. Don't forget to unmute everybody. I was just going to say that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Matthew, yeah. don't mute yourself, okay? Because yeah, we won't be able to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I'm just not going to unmute you. And well, I'm going to unmute you, you and tell you that I haven't <laughs> unmuted you. How's that sound? Yeah, Hope you enjoyed the interview, but now everybody. You've told us we'll be all right. Yeah. They're all taking the piss out of me, saying that I'm an unprofessional and I keep forgetting to unmute things. But I'd say around 85% of the time, I unmute things. Eighty-five <laughs> percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> is that so your driving record as well? Man. I mean, don't remind me not to drive with you at that. At that I just try not to leave the house altogether, mate. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was Graham. He was a cool guy, man. He had a good story there. He did. Oh. It was interesting and, listening to him. He had a lot, he had a lot to tell yeah. us. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's one of them things when you go abroad, when you go on holiday, especially if you're a regular smoker, especially if you're a medicinal smoker. Yeah, have to be careful where you're going because the laws are different and you will get yeah. fucked hard for a little bit of weed, man. It is. Seriously. And like I, I, I told you, like I fucking bring a bit with me everywhere I go. Mm. No yeah. matter. And it's always just to get me through the first kind of 24, 48 hours. And then, you, like, you'll always smell it. Like, yeah. you know yourself, you're walking down the main street. Yeah, I would do that Still. first, though. You'd go out and do that first, didn't it? No, <laughs> right, I, I just won't go anywhere unless you can smoke, man. Like, that's why, as I said, Very I don't difficult. like leaving the house. That's why I stay at yeah. home, because I'm not allowed to smoke outside. Yeah. Awesome, no, it's very difficult <laughs> when you have an adventurous husband that likes to go to these weird and exotic places. And you're like, you can't smoke weed there. (laughs) I don't fly with it, but I mean, I'll drive with it. I don't mind taking it on the trip. So if you want to know more about Graham, you can find him over on Twitter. That's his main platform. Uh, Mad (laughs) Graham 2.0. You'll find him there. It's a cool story. Maybe you should write a book or something. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Let's move on. What the fuck was that? Okay, we did have a winner. Grower Urban identified the sound to be a taser from last week. So well done to him. He's won the Changdolf Bong and uh, all that stuff GP's yeah. got. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah. It is a fucking savage prize. I'm going to actually just see if I can find it on my virtual background thing. So give me two seconds yeah, as man, you're sweet. chatting away. Suzanne, so, you, know, you want to hit this shit, <laughs> man? 
We've used it. Lucky guy, Urban. Should we are. Uh, we're going to go over what the old one was. Should we do the old one? Yeah, we'll do the old one. Zia, would you like to explain what last week's What the Fuck Was That Sound was? Fucking hell, man. Yeah, last week's uh, <laughs> What the Fuck... <laughs> last week's What the Fuck was an elevator door closing. No, that it was, was an that, elevator that, door closing. No, as that was to a two weeks ago, bro. That, two weeks ago. No, it was one week yeah. ago. The, 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 the last week was a taser. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 There we go with That's that. That's what Grow Urban won as. Well, he mm. said uh, a stun gun, but it's the same thing. <laughs> No, he said taser. He said personal taser. No, he said stun gun. Yeah, he did. But it's all right. Okay. It just it's it, one country it's calls it a taser, one it calls it a stun gun. Noise. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's oh the gosh. same thing. It just you doesn't shoot out on bits of cannabis before the show. I can't help it. No, no, because I I agree. I'm there too. <laughs> I'm stoned too. I don't know what the fuck is going on either. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we got new okay, for this I week. can't. I can't get a full picture. You can see a picture on nice. Percy's grow room, but that is the gist of it. You can see there is a chong golf that is yes. in the middle. We have yes. a couple of seeds. There's a couple of grinders. There's stickers, t-shirt, a um, couple of um, um, menus. I can't think of the fucking names of them now, but like menus for the strings. Catalogs, that is it. Thank you, Zian. No um, <laughs> there's a few seeds and stuff in there. A couple of skins, blunts, yeah, cones. A shirt. Yeah. I still don't have a damn nor, shirt. Nor do I. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's got a shirt. You yes, like bastards. You're you? still walking around shirtless. <laughs> I've worn a shirt in like two years. And, I think we've gone through this is, before. but It's the corona, most, man. Everyone's just most, gone wild now. It's over. That's most importantly... There is a joint slap of Percy's grow room that goes perfectly on the back wall of the tent. Nice. And it is clear, so you can still see the mylar, and it actually looks like it's floating. Ooh, nice. It is I have very, one, very fancy. <laughs> I have, I, and, and the special thing is, this was one that was only done for moderators and admin because I'm an addition at that. So it is and That's there is addition. going to be ones for the odd for the odd things. We're gonna have a nice the high moderator. and homegrown one. So as we said so, earlier, we'll uh we'll throw some homebolt seats in here, some OG Kush. We'll put a couple of lucky yeah, man. So Give if you can identify present. what the fuck it is. See yeah. here it is. Now the sound is over so it is your cue to speak. <laughs> Thank you very much. I didn't hear the sound yet again, so I have no idea. Thank you very much for the introduction. This week's... <laughs> this week's what the fuck sound. Guess it, over on Percy's grow room. Not in the thread, because you won't win shit. I don't think anybody's guessing. That's a difficult one, man. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Because Good luck, everybody. Too early, too Especially easy. Especially because you can't hear it. We yeah. can't do easy ones. It makes it fun to, to fluctuate in between stupidly easy to like nobody's ever guessing that fucking No, sound. there's no chance. <laughs> there's no stupidly easy ever again. This prize pool is going to go to massive amounts. Oh. <laughs> right then, but so Q&A, man. Let's, let's do it. already answered quite a few questions so far throughout the show which we should have saved for the Q&A section because now probably nobody's got any questions so <laughs> if you've got some questions you'd like to ask the panel then uh, just ask in the chat and we'll do what we can 
but we are running very close to running out of time as well, so we won't be able to answer very many. So if you do have any questions, was there, was there any of that we didn't answer so far in the chat, lads? Anybody say anything? I don't think so. Mayor 44 has just asked, um, he's rolled sure. up here. Okay, I got a stupid question. If I trim and take a clone and grow it, how's it's going to grow into the same sex plant as it was cut from, yeah? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. mate, yeah. So if it was a, a, a female plant, it is going to be... Well, it would. That's, clone, that's how mother plants work, is you'll grow a, a plant and you can be that. sure it's female, and then you can grow it out. And while it's in veg, you can take cuttings from it and you can root them and they'll become plants on themselves, but they'll be the exact same genetics as the plant you've taken it from. So if it's female, it'll be female with the same same leaf structure, same branch structure, it'll be exactly the same. Ground it. There's only one slight difference is is, is if like the, there's issues with mm. your lighting or you stress your plant out or whatever. If you've got them in two separate tents and you've got issues in one tent, those ones mm -hmm. might hurt me. But it depends on the, the genetics of the mother, how strong they are. But it, if you've got good genetics. Then... genetics. Now, yeah. can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Only the how, one you don't ask. How <laughs> do you take a clone and put it? I've never done this, so this is why I'm asking. How do you take a clone and like get it to actually reroot into something? I've seen something about honey. If you put something into honey and stick oh, it into honey. a potato, uh, there's loads <laughs> of different ways, mate. And pretty much, you just want to get it to root. So I, I'll check it. I don't take many cuttings. I don't do it often. I'm not an expert in shit, but I've taken cuttings and rooted them. So I just take a chunk off the plant and then I'll cut the stem at like a 45 degree angle. To shave off a little bit of the hard stuff around the, uh, the outside of the stem. So you just got the soft fiber on the inside. Like, and then I'll put it in water and leave it in the dark for a few days. And then I'll plant that into cocoa with a little bit of uh, eco fry or some microbes. And they'll get roots in a few weeks, man. It takes a while, but it does show up. Oh, I'll give this. I'll give this a try myself. Yeah, TG, what, what you've probably got a good method, right? I always take cuttings of my stuff, thinking I'm going to make them on, and then end up just flowering them out because I'm stupid. But <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> I have some cuttings right now that are just starting to root. I I always like to use peat pots or jiffy pots, right? Um, you take your cutting, like Mackie said, and you get to take branches. You don't take leaves or anything. And the branches have to be, I would say, you know, at least kind of eight to 10 inches long. So you can get a, a fairly mature quote unquote stem, um, shave off everything, all the nodes, all the leaves coming out, except for the very top leaves. And then, yeah, what I do is I just jam, jam that stem into my jiffy pot. And my jiffy pot has been soaked with water that I kind of infuse aloe with because I have an aloe plant and there's anecdotal evidence that aloe does help stimulate root growth. Um, most people would use a commercial hormone such as indole butyric acid or IBA is the most commonly used one that's in most like root stim or the products you can find in your greenhouses and stuff like that. Yeah. Either way, um, you just want to help the plant make roots and um, you keep it moist because there's no roots for it to absorb water. You got to keep spraying it and keep it in a humidity dome so it doesn't dry out because it drinks through the leaves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. But after about 10 to 14 days, you should see roots. If it's going to root, you should see roots after yeah. that amount of time. Otherwise, they'll just die. <laughs> yeah. They just, yeah. Because they don't all work. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at getting like four clones, brown and if you want four plants from your clones, then take fucking eight, man. Take 10 just to make sure that yeah. you've got yeah. spare. 
because if you take four, then one of them might not cut. You know, that's the chances. They don't sure. all want I to. Took, I took hmm. eight and I need two. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can always get rid of them. Well, somebody's just mentioned in the chat, Kentucky Fried. Um, Clonex, that's the last yeah. thing I've, I bought some to, you don't even need to, really that, man. to check it out. And just water, actually, just water works, works well. really. Just water yeah. on its own will work. You don't need these fancy stuff. So, yeah, exactly. Na nature works. <laughs> Calmag, Calmag, I see Calmag. That's a question. Cal I guess it is. He's like, he's panicking. He types Calmag. <laughs> 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 don't leave, don't leave. I've got some questions for you. No, he, he wants to know, uh, tell him about CalMag, how it's used in plant when we need to use it, that the kind of things. Uh, TG, you had an excellent, excellent post on that. Can you handle that? Oh, I don't, I don't remember my post on that. I just like to think Cal, CalMag is every growers. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's it's, what? It's what everybody <laughs> says the first thing is wrong. And generally magnesium, like magnesium, I feel like is, is a heavily used element in plant growth it's the central atom in every chlorophyll molecule so it, plants need a lot of that to stay green as well as generally at least in my case <laughs> i use epsom salts as a magnesium source and they're fairly soluble so they get washed out pretty quick so i mean i'll use epsom salts as well because that helps yeah. the magnesium move around the plant the, the calcium move around the plant so get some salt your feet. too yeah and it's super available too so it's great but um, yeah magnesium is generally like Either that or nitrogen, I find, are kind of the most common deficiencies most growers will see. So CalMag, you always see people post a picture on social media and everybody's like, CalMag, 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 CalMag. <laughs> yeah. But kind of true in a way. Yeah. It, it is a way. It's a lot of calcium. True. It's like the fourth used element in plant growth. You know, you got mm. NPK and then calcium, I think. Well, the, the fact, the a, lot, fact that, like, a lot of people just... switch into LED grows as well. Mm -hmm. the, the intensity of the light takes all the calcium away, doesn't it? So it does. Yeah, that's right. Growing in cocoa, yeah, leaching out calcium, that can also happen if the cocoa's not properly treated. Yeah, and CalMag's one of those uh, situations that it can be bound up real carefully, real fast. Uh, pH will bind it real quickly. Too much, too high of an EC will bind it. Uh, different, you know, too much uh, phosphorus in your plant will bind it. So it's kind of a balance if you want to get the good use out of it. It's it's a trick. It's it, a I balance can't say between trick. calcium and it's magnesium. Almost, yes, but, mm -hmm. and the other elements as well. Everything that's in that grow, it's it's in a fine-tuned balance. And sometimes you get it to a point to where less is more. You have to actually back up on something to get the other one to come up. Yep. They're mobile nutrients, aren't they? They are. You know what I mean? As yeah. in, like they they help they help the other nutrients kind of go around. So they're kind of like the, the like the fat, like like the motorways. Yeah. yeah, it helps. It helps. It's like if it's it helps build the motorways for to get the stuff all around the rest of the plants. The better, the more calma you have, and not too much, but. If it's just right, it moves everything just perfectly all around the plant. Yeah, its symptoms are every all over the place, and like TG says, everybody says it's CalMag, but yeah, it's probably CalMag related, but it's not because the CalMag's not there; it's because the plant's not using it correctly. Yeah, that's There's right. Nice. Now, can we can we clear up a rumor? The same um, Mar Forty Four has said. Yeah, um, don't, dump, is, I don't know what you mean by dumping hydrogen peroxide into a hydro yeah, system. Yeah, you can way. use a little bit to try and kill off any bad bacteria that's in there to keep a, a big reservoir clean. 
but don't yeah, use it. Just a small much. couple of mil, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, yeah. it it's, be only a couple of drops, even maybe. It's not dangerous as you would think in in a res. Yeah, it's uh, a good thing yeah right. The plants actually do appreciate the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. It provides oxygen to the roots and a healthy root system. And it, they can tolerate a lot more than we think they are. I don't use it on a regular basis because it's not available here and I'd have to mail order it. And it's not something I want to play with. Yeah. But there's a lot of information yeah. out there. And I would definitely say ask somebody that knows about it more than me. But mm -hmm. yes, you can put hydrogen peroxide into a res. It's called running a sterile res. It is effective. Uh, definitely find somebody that can guide you. That's better than me, though. Thanks, Mark44. Don't apologize. We appreciate the yeah, questions. No problem. It's all good anytime. So now we'll move on to truth or spoof. We've got some questions for you. Truth or spoof. So I think one of these stories has already been covered in news. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 I love that. So anyway, we shall move on. Wait a minute. Bastard. Were we listening to the news is the question. Ah, true. I was because I was like, I was. bastard, that's not one of my things, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> All right. Number one, a man was sentenced to four years in prison for a crumb of cannabis found on the side of his shoe. Okay, true or false. Number two, in Malaysia, people who are found in possession of more than 200 grams of weed are subject to a mandatory death penalty. True or false. And number three, the United Kingdom first prohibited cannabis as a drug in accordance with the 1937 International Opium Convention, adding cannabis as a, an addendum to the Dangerous Drug Act of 1936. True or false? Okay. Mm -hmm. Who's gone go for Let's go for it, man. Mm. Are you off making coffee this week? You here? No, I'm here. I'm, here. I'm just contemplating. <laughs> um, 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 um. Uh, I'm gonna go with number three being the false one. Do you want to deliberate further? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, GP, you want to hit that shit? Uh, I was hoping to listen to somebody else, but um, <laughs> I, 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 why I, I'm not deliberating. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, copying me. I too was going to say number three, but oh, yeah. it was the only reason because I thought it actually looked the most real. We're looking I for the false one. You know, we're looking for the false one. We're looking for the false one. I have this game fucking wrong. You two of those are true as well. and one you of them is incorrect. Before, yeah, I have to find which oh. one is incorrect. Which one is true or false? I will say number two. Two is false. Two is false. Yes. TG, you're next on the list. You want to take it away? Would you uh, want to deliberate, GB? You want to give away any clues? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kind of, I'm Good. just kind of take a lucky guess cool. this week. Great teamwork, lads. I like it. Like CG. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, yeah, I know Malaysia is pretty harsh with their drug laws. Uh, like same with China and Singapore and a lot of those Southeast Asian kind of countries. Um, so I think that one's true. The first one, I don't, like, you know, the reference to the news thing, like, it, that seems like that's kind of like monkey's news, but I don't, the details, I don't really know. I think, I thought it was for a joint. I don't know how much was in that, like, I forget what it was, but uh, a crumb is kind of a, a pretty vague way of measuring. And the first one, <laughs> I don't know the history either of UK cannabis, 
prohibition. That, that was but the third do, one. The third one is. Oh, the, the third uh, one. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I do know that that's when you know um, the United States uh, brought their laws in, um, and I think Canada was around that time as well, maybe a bit earlier. But yeah, so I'll go with number one because I don't know about the crumb thing or the details. Okay, three, and, two, three and one answers. so far. It's down to you. We say, monkey. You Hold on. This? If you got any idea of which which one is false in the chat, one, two, or three, which one is the false one? Then let us know now, monkey. You want to do well, anything? that was one in the chat that, that threw it out there, but mm -hmm. Padio says number three. I know he says it's number three. That's false. I think I'm going to go with number three. I just don't know why. I think that the 1937, we've already tackled that date in, and this thing, and it keeps throwing back in our face. So I'm just going to go with that one, number three. Okay. Twisted is saying number three as well. So we got. I just thought three sounded just so plausible. Yeah. And I thought like a gram, a, 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 the, the gram of, of weed or the chrome, I thought that was a bit far-fetched Kentucky fried says one is false i think we're yeah. good I don't know. anybody else Maybe, so i'm going to reveal yeah. <laughs> all right ready let's find Kentucky out. says one okay let's go number one a man was sentenced to four years in prison for a crumb of cannabis found on the side of his shoe is true this motherfucker <laughs> traveled into article. dubai and he had a crumb which was 0.0003 grams oh, of cannabis. Oh, oh, wow. And he was sent to prison for four fucking Just years. A milligram balance. To I do that am never going through Dubai again. Just oh, don't leave the house, mate. That's what I'm saying. Stay at home. GB, you got that I much have... terpene on your clothes, brother. Yeah. Man, I'd have at least a gram between my pockets and my wallet. Seven ounces stuck up your ass. Man, I yeah. feel like yeah, under my fingernails, man. You know, from the last yeah, time, yeah, the split no. I fucking picked before I got into That's the plane. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, I, like yeah. that area is, so, is pretty harsh. On their well, game. I wouldn't go anywhere. They don't like the gays over there. So here we go. Number two. <laughs> tend to chop things off. In Malaysia, people who are found in possession of more than 200 grams of weed are subject to the mandatory death penalty. This one is also true. Yes. yes. Because so. more than 200 grams is considered trafficking. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you, if you're a drug trafficker in Malaysia, they're going to want to hang you. So. Yeah, for sure. Singapore crazy Singapore fucking really shit. Yeah. Now, yeah, people, are, people are strict. Oh, I'm pressing the wrong buttons here. People are strict over it. Yeah, we've got it bad here in England. And shit, but damn. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah, well, they're, 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 so they're I should have fucking said retreat. So then, of course, number three, the United Kingdom was first uh, Canada, blah, 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 blah. It was not in 1937. It was like 1925. Yeah, so you knew yeah, you were going to do something like that. Yeah. Because uh, it ties in with the, um, the Hemp Act in America, which, yeah. which was it, the when yeah. cannabis was tied in with the Oprah Act in 1937. Henry J. Aslinger. I should know too, but I don't. But I think Canada was earlier than that as well. So I thought that would have thrown people off, and it did for a couple of years. Not me. Gotcha. So yeah, gotcha. Me. Monkey. Yeah. You got me, you bitch. Twisted. Well done. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna have to go through all these episodes and like come up with a proper tally of who wins. And we'll just tell you what we're winning. One point for being away. Uh-huh. You think nah. we forgot that, dear? No, no, no. Well, I lost one point for being away because you didn't get it right because it wasn't there, was it? So you know. No, I mean <laughs> you won't get that point, but you're also minus one point. So it's yeah, a negative point. What is this school? You have to be fair. 
Oh, oh I <laughs> you missed an assignment, brother. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. You're right. I'll tell you what. You got to go to right. the headmaster's office now. He's going to come back and he's going to get revenge somehow. Motherfucker. Maybe we should hand Triple Spoof on to one of you guys next week. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah. with that, uh, we should go on to the final section Stoner Quotes. Stoner Quotes. Yeah, man. Like, I had a thing to do, you know, when you talk, man. When the cat talks, I want to, I got a thing to say, man. I was going to say it, but I forgot it. Yes, yes. TG, what you got for us, man? Yeah, I'm just trying to, oh, here's my paper here. So, um, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Um, I don't know, like I, he's definitely a comedian, but he's 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 a different kind of comedian. His name is Bill yeah. Hicks. I'm sure everybody knows Bill Hicks. If you don't, um, Google Google right now. Yeah. Forget about the rest of the show even, and you won't hear us say that often. But yeah, Google right now. See you next yeah. week. Carry on. <laughs> so um, he's got many many specials, all of which are epic as as fuck. So like we said, listen to them. But in his in his 1993 special called Revelations, um, right after his infamous Goat Boy uh, bit. <laughs> you will know Goat Boy if you know Bill Yeah, Hicks. I remember when you said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. So he, has a, he goes into a little bit about, about marijuana right after that. And, and the quote, it's a pretty famous quote. It goes, they lie about marijuana. They tell you pot smoking makes you unmotivated. Lie. When you're high, you can do everything you normally do just as well. You just realize that it's not worth the fucking effort. There is a difference. So, I don't know. I like that. Bill Hicks is, he's a, you know, yeah. he's a legend. He shaped a lot of my ideals and the way I yeah. kind of think about the world and, and, and things. So definitely Legend, give him a, a check out if you've never heard. I haven't watched Bill Hicks that. for a long time as well. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch them. Me too. Yeah. But, uh, that's and of course, if you don't know who yeah. Bill Hicks is, go out there and check him out. Man. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who said, because uh, I said that quote, like, you know, weed should be just mandatory. Everybody should just have some weed every morning and everything will be cool. And that's one of Bill Hicks's lines, man. Yeah. Right. So the outro, lads. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And of course, yeah. thank you to the panel for another awesome show of stoned entertainment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. It's always a massive pleasure to join you all on a Sunday night and get stoned together and chat some shit. And if you're a first time listener, you can download all the previous episodes over on iTunes and Spotify. We're everywhere. Just Google high on homegrown and you'll find what you need. Uh, have a good night, everybody. See you yes. next week. <laughs> See you in about 10 minutes in the, in the, uh, an after party to the Percy yeah. Pro's lovely chat. Roll up and come on back. Slum. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully, by now you've listened to all of the episodes in the past as well as this one. If not, then you can go to iTunes or Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, even YouTube. You can go to any of those networks and you'll be able to watch the previous episodes that we've done in the past. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you share it with your friends, leave a like on the video, follow us or subscribe on all of the podcast networks. It just helps all with the the future progression of the show if we have more listeners and more subscribers. Also, if you can, we do have a Patreon page, so you can head over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room. All we ask you to do is listen. That is plenty. We appreciate every single listener. But if you can do more by liking the video, sharing and even going to the extent of becoming a patreon that will be massively appreciated we'll see you again next week